ah. It's going to change every fucking episode. I don't know <laughs> where to fucking work on it. But yeah, listen. Hey, yo, we are finally back. It's been a long, long several days. I know. Feels like a lifetime. But we are back with another episode of No Cool Down Podcast. We got some good stuff today. But first, before that, we even get into all that other shit. My podcast partner in crime went easy. How are you doing, good sir? Uh, I'm good. I'm good. I cannot complain. Word, man. Love to see it. Uh, yeah, I, I myself, that man trip of doing uh, pretty well. We've made it to the weekend. Another weekend. It is Black History Month. As of this recording, we are firmly in Black History Month, baby. It's melanated love all over the place. People is winning. I, I love to see it, man. Put your put your koofies on, man. Put your koofies on. And and if <laughs> and if you, you know what I'm saying, if you're not in possession of any, uh, enough melanated stuff, uh, you know what I'm saying, in your vicinity, uh yeah, pay some reparations. You know what I'm saying? Do your thing. Uh we'll see we'll see you out there. But yeah, <laughs> shout out to Black History Month, man. It's just a beautiful time. Um, shout out to everybody that's winning. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody doing their thing that's black out here. Lovely. Love to see it. Please keep on winning. Keep shining on everybody out here. Keep stunning. I my, my, I I don't know about you, man, but my heart was just swelling with like, all like every like I see hella people just it just dub after dub after dub after dub after I'm like, wow. It, it, it's just dope to see. It. It was it, like a it, flood. It's a great feeling. Yeah, man. It was a flood on the timeline, man. So I'm just so happy for everybody doing their thing. Like, it, it's just awesome to see. Long may it continue. But 1,000%. We gonna, 1,000%. We, you know what I'm saying? We're going to open our third eyes with this no cool down shit. You know what I'm saying? We're going to be on that type of time today. And we, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. So let's, let's warm up a little mm. bit. Uh, so the latest collab from Fortnite has dropped with the group Silk Sonic. As Anderson <laughs> Pack and Bruno Mars skins, uh, they have a whole suite of other cosmetics and animations based off the band to drop off on the battle bus with. And, uh, you know, so now you can not only leave the door open, but you can build the door as well. Come on now. How do you how do you feel, man? Come on, Wen. Come on. Uh, I just <laughs> was like. Man, at this point, like, I don't even I'm not even surprised about the people who are on Fortnite. They kind of just I guess not even not even like a, they put whoever as if like Silk Sonic is whoever. It's just like, all right, like it's just all right, cool. I I don't know who was asking for this, but I'm happy that Bro, they're in there. Like, not a fucking clue who even. Listen, I'm just saying, I feel like this is a good experience for me because now I can go into this game and actually lay hands on these mans for not dropping a deluxe album with extra songs. So this is my time <laughs> to shine. This is personally my time to shine. I've been waiting on this one, honestly. This is a great out for me to express my rage because this is ridiculous. They've been sitting out here. They, they left the seven, eight songs and just dipped off into the sunset. Nah, bro. I'm going to catch you with Tilted. I'm going to catch you with Tilted. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, though, it, it's just like, yo, they Fortnite just does whatever it wants, bro. Fortnite is just like, I, yo, I'll take you. I'll take you. I'm going to take you from over there. You think I can't grab you? Man, I can pull any nigga in this. Like, yo, bro, like ridiculous. Whoever, whoever. <laughs> I think it's like I, w- I was like a little upset that like, I don't know if it got announced with a concert in mind, because I think that would be cool. Like, I, I actually enjoy the Fortnite concerts because it's like it's a free concert. Like, why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I want to show up? Uh, mm. Not even like from a concert, per- like not even like a concert perspective, just like as a regular person who likes music why wouldn't i want to do the the free concert or whatever so i i'm a little upset about that but it's just funny it's like all right cool like when i thought when they added ariana grande i was just like all right cool so nothing can stop them nothing nothing will stop them literally not a thing not not a thing so yeah basically i I see like some things yeah they had like a little emotes (laughs) the back bling of course the pickaxe the whole sets with the skins of course the little dances and all the stuff that they do 
got a little drum set for Anderson Pack and a little mic stand for Bruno. I'm like, all these little skin variants or whatnot. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see if they had any actual event. I know they said it was like a Silk Sonic Cup. It's like a, just a little like LTM just for for them to earn actually earn the skins. But I didn't see anything about a concert uh, from yeah. my knowledge. So it was just that. So yeah, man, that's tough. I, I would have liked to see a concert as well. But you know, what I'm saying. It, it might it might not be in the cars, nigga. They might they might need to drop more mm-hmm. songs. You know, maybe they can have a concert. Maybe, maybe they can have a whole experience about it. I I, I per se, but again, I'm gonna see y'all at Tilted. Y'all gonna pull up. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna skate to your ass, man. Skate to me, baby. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna on that ass. Anyways, we'll see y'all soon on that. But um, in a in a slightly sadder tone, uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has officially been delayed to 2023 uh, through a lot of different reports from we've heard from this year, uh, especially from this, actually this week, rather. Uh, we had a quiet delay uh, from WB Games on this project, and now both this and Gotham Knights have received delays in the past year, and they're, they're backsliding a little bit. So uh, I, I can jump on the lead on this one. I am not mad. I am just a little bit sad. That's all. I, yeah. as you may know, this is one of my anticipated games for this year. I got to chalk that off the damn list now. <laughs> so I'm not going back to re-edit that shit. But still, it's not always fun to see games that are slated to release in the year get delayed and pushed back. But I want games to come out into the best form possible. And this looks like a really, yeah. really fun-ass game. So take the time that you need. If you're getting mad over a game getting delayed because it wants to be in its best shape, what you doing? You're honestly, like, you're wasting your time. You're wasting your breath because this is, it's needless. You want a game to come out in the best shape possible when it gets delayed you get mad so i have no problem i understand game development process is not going to be easy so y'all take whatever time y'all need that's just me i i'm not surprised um like i said before i don't think we're gonna see games releasing at the same time that they say they were like especially games this of this magnitude releasing for if unless we fix the COVID situation and everything is at 100 percent capacity as it used to be then I'll see, like, I'll start looking at release dates as, like, hard set dates. But until we either do that, I don't see games releasing on the right, t- at, the, at the same time that they are announced for, like, another five years. Because we're still, you still have to understand is that we're still working in a, in a capacity of people not being in the office, of people working from home and things like that. And that's going to affect it for a lot of different reasons. So... I am not surprised that it got delayed. Um, I want them to take their time with it because it looks like a really, really fun game. And the last thing I would want is for them to rush it and then we end up all wishing we had refunds. Yeah, nah. We're going to be seeing people, you know what I'm saying, cyberpunking the fuck out, you know what I'm saying, getting on their ass. Exactly. Because shit got rushed and it's going to be a whole nother fiasco all over again. And I don't want it to happen to this game because it looks absolutely fun from top to bottom. It looks fantastic. And I, again... The more polish and more, you know, stuff you can break through, the better. Like, I've also seen it. This wasn't on the notes, but it was like, literally Techland was like, yo, hey, y'all, don't, don't play the game without updating it. Like, literally update your game as soon as you get it, because we're playing on an old version. If you do it, it's going to be buggy as hell. And it, I feel like they're mm-hmm. still working on a lot of bugs. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that development process can be grueling. And it, it can still come out with problems, as we might yeah. see with Dying Light too. You know what I'm saying? So take as much time as you need. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand this, you know, pressure from different sources that y'all have, but in the sense of making a game as best as, as it possibly can be, take all the time you need. The real gamers, we understand, and we know. Y'all, y'all gotta do what y'all gotta do. 1,000%. I completely agree. I don't want to play a bad game because of somebody's impatience. It's not that deep. Because at the end of the day... Facts. It, it's just like a bad a game... 
a good game can be like I'm, like the way I can see it is like the disappointment of a game getting delayed is only temporary. Like the game will eventually come out, but a game being bad that will always that will just be how it is forever. You know, mm-hmm. like people will get over a delay, but people will not get over the fact that your game sucked. I have a lot of game franchises that I still, to this day, am angry about because they messed up. Facts. Facts. It's like, you can, you can, you know, do all the huffing you puffing you want. If you rush it and you come out with a bad product, people are going to be always stuck with that first impression when they got Mm -hmm. their hands on a game. It never leaves them, no matter how much you try and retcon and and patch and update. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Battlefront 2, as, as, as good as they are now, they started off terrible. And that's what that, that's what left a lot of people off the player base. You know what I'm saying? Kingdom Mm -hmm. Hearts 3. My favorite franchise of all time Let, left a slightly, you know what I'm saying, sour note because it dropped not in the state that I thought it was going to be in. But of course, that was a different thing because expectations. But still, the development process was skewing it. So I'm like, damn, it didn't come out as high as I thought it was. But then they retcon, but still, the first impression's lasting. So it's real, real, like, careful ground that you'll have to walk on in the development process and getting, getting, the, getting the product out in the right way. And, mm-hmm. you know, just rushing it is not the right way, man. So especially for big ass projects like this, where a lot of people's eyes are going to be on, do not rush this. Take your time. Take your time. This show, man. And uh, last, last uh, story right here from the warm up, man. Uh, so this was hilarious. This is like the quickest like war ever. I'm not even going to lie. Like I read about this in passing earlier in the week and it ended yesterday. I was like, yo, what the f- is already over? But anyways, we had an entire NFT war arc from Team 17, uh, which is the team who brought you the Worm series of video games. So early in the week, Team 17 officially announced an environmentally friendly NFT project called MetaWorms that was apparently unbeknownst to several of the dev teams who work under Team 17 and other teams who knew voiced their displeasure and they still were going ahead with the project anyways. Now, in response... The internet lit Team 17's ass up on social media. Like, even the teams behind Overcooked and Going Under, which are under the uh, Team 17 banner, they were voicing straight-up tweets. It was like, yo, bro, we don't agree with this. We don't like this. We don't want this. Team 17, what the hell's wrong with y'all? They were getting lit the hell up. And literally one day, one day after all of that backlash on Twitter, Team 17 just literally flat out canceled the project and stopped all NFT developments of the MetaWorms initiative. It's done and dusted. It was like a whole war in about like three days, bro. That's crazy. That was the craziest yeah. thing I've seen this week. What you thinking about that? It's it's funny because like I remember seeing aggro crap. I didn't even know about it. That's how that's how small, how short it was, how short-lived <laughs> this idea was that like all I saw was aggro crap, which is the company that made it going under, um, was like, yo. This is some old bullshit, and we actually will not work for Team 17 until they decide to stop doing this bullshit. And then they were like, and then like literally that same day, Team 17 was like, we've heard your feedback, and we are not doing it anymore. And like, we were just like, yeah, dude, because it's like, the thing that sucks too is that I love Team 17. Like, I really mm-hmm. have a, I, I, I have a deep love for Team 17. I would love to work with them one day. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just like, and the reason I love Team Seventeen is because they always like put out these really, really interesting games. Mm-hmm. Like, so I was just like, "Damn, I can't wait!" Like, like seeing that was kind of disappointing because it's like right now all, the only companies that are really pushing for NFTs or really want NFTs in their games, it's really just a money making scheme for them. Mm-hmm. So like to see them put it out, it's like, "Damn, bro!" I thought like these companies who were you were pushing these indie games out for. We're gonna be like i thought you it felt kind of like whack because it was just like damn son i hope you're not gonna fall under the same route that like people like ubisoft or konami are gonna go down 
mm-hmm. with these like NFT things. Facts, facts, and it's like people are just spoke, man. The people speak, man. Like, and on this situation, either either you're gonna listen or you're gonna ignore. And we've seen this literally like two sides of the coin. This case right here, where it's like, okay, we're actually gonna listen to feedback and not let our public image go to waste or you know get dropped off because we don't want to you know listen to our people and just follow the money trail. Now, there's that side, and then there's the you know what I'm saying the Ubisoft side where it's like, yeah, we heard you. No, no, we heard exactly what you said. We just think mm-hmm. you don't understand anything. And so we're going to teach you guys that it's going to work. Like, trust me, like there's two different ways to take it. And I feel like a lot of uh, we're going to see a lot of companies intentions and true colors behind these types of initiatives over the next year or so. Because, I mean, literally t- just today, I saw GameStop get into some initiative. I mean, niggas don't care about GameStop unless it's like a stock run or something like that. So that's different. You know what I'm saying? Oh, go ahead. It's just like, no, I was gonna say, like, I mean, that shit is not surprising whatsoever. It's like, oh, GameStop is thinking about getting into NFTs. And it's like, well, GameStop is like, Mm. always on the verge of going out of business so like facts they think, them niggas need a fast flip they said how, how the fuck yeah. gonna do it pinky in the brain bro how we gonna take over the world today like they needed some yeah. some scheme they needed quickly i feel that <laughs> we had that one what's it called uh i think it was e- either ea or some some I think, I think it was ea though they were like oh yeah we're not really considering anything nft right now they're on a complete other opposite of the end of the spectrum you know what I'm saying? So it, we're going to see a lot more of like, you know, these companies making their stance on it. You know, ain't no fence and we're going to figure out where where everybody lies out in, in, the, in the future to come through. So, yeah, man. All right, man. Let's let's not let's not hesitate any further, man. Let's get into the big news this week. Oh, my goodness. And holy hell, they are dropping dollars news. PlayStation has officially made their move with the shocking announcement and acquisition of Bungie. Bungie Studios going for a whopping $3.6 billion. The deal officially puts Bungie under the SIE banner after an alleged five to six months of negotiations. Now, Bungie will remain as an independent publisher and developer of its own games, but is now in the control, quote unquote, or, you know what I'm saying, the influence sphere of Sony. Now, just generally, how are we feeling about this, man? This came a little bit out of nowhere for all of us. I was like, damn, when I saw this at work, how are you feeling? This shit sucks for me specifically, just me personally, uh, because I spent $30 on the Bungie 30th anniversary pass on uh, Xbox Game Pass. So I'm a little salty because of the way Bungie handles their the way Bungie handles their downloadable content, basically mm. how it works. And it's a very stupid system. Hey, PlayStation, if there's something you should change about this about this company, it would be this. Um, if I bought it on Xbox, that content is locked to me playing it via Xbox. So if I bought it on my Xbox Game Pass, I have mm. to launch it on my Xbox Game Pass if I want to access that content. So if I was to go download it on Steam, which is where I'm assuming it's going to be after they take it off a of Game Pass because they mm. don't, and it's not an Xbox game anymore, mm. um, I'm not going to have, I might have to rebuy that $30 pass or whatever. And that's what. And that's an issue I have with Bungie on like a lot of fronts is that is that literally like you if you want to play this content that you already purchased on PlayStation, you got to purchase it on PC and be and like on Xbox or whatever the fuck. That's what's really frustrating about the whole thing. Um, I think them buying Bungie isn't necessarily a bad thing. Do I think Bungie is on Activision levels? Um, no, but I also think that that's a good thing because I remember last time we talked about this, I said that PlayStation is known for like helping smaller companies like build up their stuff and then like then they'll acquire them like they'll they'll help mm-hmm. build up the company and then like put into it so i think that this is a really good spot because 
as a big fan of Destiny, um, it's kind of in a weird place right now where like a lot of the, the, the fans are like, hey, this is cool, but it also feels like you guys are just trying to get money out of us. And there's just way simpler ways of doing stuff. Like it's just in a weird space where like if they feel like Bungie's a little money hungry or XYZ, like there's just a lot of complaints across the board. So yeah. PlayStation owning them might help them foster better stuff for the players. I just would love to see what this means for Bungie on PlayStation. Will it will it be like an exclusive thing, or will there be uh, exclusives like before? Because back in the day, Bungie used to have exclusive like the Hawk Moon, which was an exotic weapon. You could only get that on PlayStation for the first year of the game. Mm -hmm. And I want to see: are they going to go back to that model, or are they just going to keep like you know we're just going to keep pushing stuff out, and uh, we're just going to make money like that? Like I don't know. I don't know where they're going to go with this. I'm excited because there's a lot that you could do with the Destiny IP. There's just so much of the world, so much of, of just lore. There's a lot. So I, I think this is great. The price is a little steep, but I'm not paying for it. So yeah, like, facts. I think, facts. I think it's, a, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Facts. Facts. Now, uh, for me on my side, like I was very shocked because I was like, damn, we just talked last week about how, you know, like Sony is very, very particular. They are very, very particular with how they develop studios, especially third party. And, uh, it, you know, like just how they, how, they, how they approach the market. I didn't think that they were going to be so quick to move. You know what I'm saying? And I'll speak to this general point later later on in this conversation. But I was like, damn, I wasn't, I wasn't expecting them to, like, you know, move so aggressively for certain stuff like, like that. You know what I'm saying? But now we see it pop out. It's been a couple months in negotiation and stuff. But the fact that they have it is, I think it's really good for both parties. If we can get into some of that, you know, that reasoning later, later down the line in a second. Uh, but I think I'm like, damn, this is just interesting, bro. It just livens everything up. And if, of course, everybody's going to look at it. And it's like, oh, shit, they responded fast to Microsoft. But I'm like, this is irrespective of Microsoft shit. It has nothing to do with them. But still, yeah, for gaming in general, I think this might actually be a really strong move on the part of PlayStation. They're trying to make moves to set up a lot of different things in the background. And for the third time, we about to talk about them hoes in about just a minute. So stay tuned. So it's really good to see it. And from uh, Sony's end to Bungie, Bungie has a lot of support now. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they have a lot more support mm -hmm. in like, you know, what in the project they need to do, the development pipeline for Destiny, what they need to get done moving forward in the future and what they might get involved in now that PlayStation's in the mix for them. So I overall, I think some real good things can come of this, man. I, I'm like, damn, bro. Three, yeah, three point six billion though. Again, it's like it's not it's not the highest acquisition because of course Activision just happened, but three point six billion on video game companies. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. we've we've hit this mark. Now there are billions of billions of dollar acquisitions. Like we had the first billion dollar break not but what five months ago or with Zynga yeah. or whatever. That wasn't, wasn't even five months ago. It was like a few months ago or, or a yeah. few weeks ago. I don't even remember. Well, the first, like the first ever acquisition of a billion was like uh, Minecraft. That was the yeah, first one. That, that was, was yeah, like that was the entity. Yeah, three yeah. years ago, maybe. But like, yeah, this is this is still it's still a crazy amount. And now we're seeing three it, like, in the span of like a couple of weeks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like it's like, wild. It's wild. It, it, the progression of all this stuff has just been crazy, crazy, and it's starting to hit like exponential. We're starting to see, okay, we about to pick you up, pick you up, ping, 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 and then it's gonna be see a whole different network of of how the companies are looking from now on. Man, it's crazy, it's crazy. But let's dive a little bit deeper into Bungie's position. So. As we stated before, it's an, it's an independent subsidiary of uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment, so they'll still be multi-platform publishing, and they can self-publish still. And currently, of course, they're working on Destiny 2, the Destiny 2 expansions, and they have a new IP in the works that they've been, you know, working on in secret, trying to get things together for us. Now, 
So the main help of PlayStation actually is coming in the form of resources and hiring talent for Bungie projects, getting them a lot of, uh, you know, funding and funneling people to get everything set, situated for their pipeline. And, you know, how is it how is this manifesting for the future when, how, you know, do you think it's a good deal for Bungie, especially with you know, the things that you're dealing with now and where they would want to be? How does how does PlayStation help them? So I think having some having a big company backing you is a great is honestly great for everybody. Truthfully, I I would hope so. So my like I said before is that the biggest issue I have with Bungie is that like everything they did felt like it was kind of a money move. Like they were just mm. like we want we'll exclude content here so that you can buy extra so you can pay extra money to us. And it just felt like they were like down on bread. Like I just felt like bad because it's like every time I want to like play something with Panda or whatever, I'm like yo, I would love for you to help help us do this content. Mm. That like me and my boy Justin, we needed one extra person to do a dungeon, which is like kind of like a raid but only with three people. We were helping her build up her character, get to the to the level she needed to be, and then when we got to the part where we were gonna bring her into the dungeon, we found out she can't access that because she didn't pay the thirty dollars to get the the expansion. Or like, there's in the new in the new expansion that's coming out literally in a few in a no, like witch queen. The month. Yeah, the witch queen. Mm. There's they they said that like the dungeons I believe aren't gonna be included in the in the expansion pass. Like you're just gonna get the mm. campaign stuff. And then maybe I think like a raid or whatever, but like if you want to do the dun the new dungeons they're making, like you gotta pay for that shit ex or separate. And I always just thought that that was weird. Like I love all the content that you can do in Destiny, but there's even certain things that I've played in the game where like they were they were like, hey, do you want to do this content? Well, you need to have the season that the season that passed like a month ago or whatever. And I'm like, okay, can I just buy the ten dollar season or whatever? It's like, mm -hmm. no, because you missed it. You gotta buy the deluxe edition upgrade to then be able to get all the other seasons that you missed. So I was like, okay, so I can't pay ten the ten dollars that I normally mm. pay for the season because I missed it. So I gotta spend forty dollars to get all the other shit. I just feel like mm. I just feel like I'm funneling a lot of money towards you guys, yeah. and you guys aren't aren't giving like I'm I'm enough value like I'm back on that. For shit, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I'm, I'm yeah. For all this is free to play, my ass, bro. Like mm. what's free to play? You're making everything you're making everything a separate ticket price or whatever. Mm. So I hope that having PlayStation helping them build this up will maybe streamline some stuff or even like. Honestly, at this point, if you would have told me Destiny's gonna have charge you ten dollars a month so that you could play the game, I wouldn't even be upset about that because it's better. It beats the, it beats the crap out of having to spend thirty, forty dollars every time some new expansion or new stuff comes out. Like it's ridiculous. So uh, I just hope that I see that PlayStation pushes them to not only improve the quality of their games, but another IP would be cool because you could do so much with the Destiny IP that, like, like I said before, like you could do movies, book. There's so much there that maybe. We've seen what Arcane has done for League of Legends, like having a show for Arcane, have a show about Destiny, or maybe mm. even like a little like like League of Legends released like three different small games that were like in the in mm. the universe. So I'm playing yeah. one that has to do with certain characters and their backstories, and it's like this would be a great way to expand on the lore of Destiny because everybody says Destiny doesn't have a story, but I make a story based game. There's just a lot you can do with this. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's where I think a lot of where Sony steps in. I feel like. Aside from, of course, the obviousness of Sony's a huge conglomerate and now they can offer their resources and they can offer a lot of talent pipeline to get their projects on board and keep going. You know, they can support their development processes. You know, Bungie's needs probably some support in that area, which now they have it, which is really, really great. Uh, I believe it was stated in the blog that, you know, that's one of their main areas, just like talent acquisition. And that's where, that's mm -hmm. where again, Sony's playing a big key. But just think about, you know, again, and this is going to become a real common theme. Just the, the DNA of PlayStation and how PlayStation is really geared in on a lot of single player narrative stuff. And they've, you know, excelled at that 
with several of their titles, the stuff you see right now. Maybe they can transfer some of that, some of that DNA, some of that ethos into the Destiny games to, again, up maybe the, the actual, you know, the delivery of some of these content passes, some of these expansion passes, the story updates and all that stuff going forward for Destiny. Like, of course, Test Destiny 2, the 10-year the game, of course, quote-unquote, you want to have quality story updates and stuff as it goes forward. So maybe Sony is that, that kind of little... You know, that, that little, uh, you know, sh sh shot shot real quick to the veins. So, like, hey, yo, bro, yeah. up your story, Nick. What the fuck's wrong with you? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that that could actually be a real a real good thing. S Silver in the chat said some actual PvP support would be nice as well. That could possibly yeah. be a thing. Hey, listen, we maybe they'll have some extra bandwidth to do that as well. So I think that this is actually really good for Bungie because, it, again, it gives them a lot more room to work on something they're doing currently and maybe tighten up the pipeline for all the D2 content coming forward, and with new IPs and with all this other stuff that they're doing, everything, up their game in terms of quality of delivery. Because, you know, Sony don't play about that shit. Sony don't play. And I understand that Bungie is actually in a really good position because they've been here before. You know what I'm saying? They've been under a platform mm -hmm. banner before, of course, Microsoft, the Halo series and whatnot, and they wanted to protect themselves. But now that they're in this long-term strategic plan of Sony to go forward... I think they're really going to get pushed to up their quality in all areas. And I feel like that level of support is also going to come with, you know, the level of expertise. Like, hey, yo, you can tweak this here. You can move this up here. And, you know, of course, Bunny's going to have their process. Whether they accept it or not, it's up to them. But it could be a real good catalyst for them to, you know, push the tempo in terms of bringing that quality back up in, in Destiny 2. And hopefully, they, you know, saying they, they streamline processes and, like, again, make it a flat fee. If it's, a, you know, if you're doing, like, live server shit, just make it a flat fee. Yeah. Let me pay this uh, pay this money a month instead of doing all these extra hodgepodge. You know what I'm saying? Like the ten dollar, ten dollar, forty dollar packs here and shit. It, it makes it make it easier for that people to get into. You now that yeah. would also be a good thing going forward. So I really think Bungie's in a good position. They they got a they got a they got a lot they can uh, you know pick up on and then grow into especially. And again, they they made it through and they got this whole deal still as an independent subsidiary, so they can act on their own. You know what I'm saying? They got out of the very situation they feared, and they're they're still maintaining that. You know that that thing at the core. So I think it's a big yeah. win for them. I really do think it's a big big win for them being acquired. I think so too. I think it, it's mm. something that they might not have. They might not have admitted it, or like I don't even want to say admitted. Like like, like they couldn't stand on their own. Yeah. I think they could have stand on their own and and delivered um, the quality of work that they've been delivering. But I think with this acquisition, it'll like it it, it will be less of a headache for them like they'll be able yeah to take some take some weight off your shoulder man take some weight off your shoulder yeah. like literally they still have to stand as a whole publisher and a developer at the same time so their their bandwidth is only so much now sony yeah. can take some of this pressure off you and be like hey oh cool you can make this thing on the side now you can work you know what I'm saying spend a little bit more tlc you know give a give a little bit more tlc to some of the existing stuff that you have excuse me and then you know just work work and make some better shit so yeah. honestly honestly it feels like there's there's a very strong upside from Bungie's perspective, and, and that's the, that's that's what I think. One thousand percent. On the next side, kind of looking at more of Sony's, you know, side, we we saw a lot of talk uh, from Jim Ryan. You know, what I'm saying a lot of interesting quotes have been put forth. Uh, of course, ahead of this whole announcement, and uh, you know, he went to go speak. Uh, he had a lot of interesting things, so I just want want to run through a couple of quotes here. Uh, he stated. Uh, that uh, multi-format multi publishing and live service games will assist us in realizing our ambitions to take PlayStation beyond the console and increase our potential audience. 
And the second quote from Jim Ryan stated that this is a strategic step towards continuing to evolve the gaming experiences that we build. Bungie's expertise in delivering a world-class service approach and long-term community engagement is extremely compelling and will support the development of several future live services titles from PlayStation Studios. Equally, we will see the exceptional skills that PlayStation Studios possess, uh, possess offer the potential to enhance Bungie's existing and future IP portfolio. So immediately there's a couple of things that stand out to me but what, what what are you thinking about all this man just the expansion of bungee properties you know what i'm saying like the the, the exchange between the two what, the strategy overall man what, what you looking at this man? how how you feeling about it I, it's it's kind of like i feel like they're this is kind of the statement that they wanted to give when mm. playstation acquired not when places when xbox acquired activision this is kind of yeah. just like the yo we're not don't don't count us out we've got a lot in the works kind of thing and like i feel like with this acquisition of bungie i don't even feel like i don't really know how these business meetings and stuff like that work but this, i don't think this was like overnight i don't think it was like activision got acquired and then they called up bungie we're like yo how much oh, you nah. want for it you no know? nah. i think that this has kind of has been in the works for a little bit maybe it got expedited by the xbox thing mm -hmm. or maybe like after xbox bought like activision maybe they were in the talks of both things you know what i'm saying like maybe maybe bungie was talking to both sides and the like they realized once they got acquired by Activision, like, I don't know if I want to be back under the same people who we were under before. So mm -hmm. uh, maybe we should, maybe it would be in our best interest to go under Sony's uh, side. But I feel like this is kind of just like a little bit of like a muscle show. Uh, like, like Sony being like, yo, don't, don't think that we, we, we can't do the same thing. But I also feel like they're, them and Nintendo are just very, they, they handle this kind of stuff mm -hmm. very differently than, mm -hmm. than uh, Microsoft does. Yeah. I, I would agree, man. Uh, in terms of just what they're looking for, man, like, I think that Sony's, like, 10-year plan, basically, to expand everything, I think it really, like, relied on Bungie's expertise. And, again, we can get onto this before. One of their biggest points is, like, what what I saw of, like, again, just the exchange between Bungie and Sony. And I, and I felt like that's a really big sticking point because look at this. So... Bungie, of course, live service, multiplayer, you know, juggernaut. They've been doing this for like 20, you know, 20, 25 years. They know how to make a good multiplayer experience. They know how to lay it down on that front. Story, you know what I'm saying? They've had some good, some good story stuff, of course, but maybe that's not where the level's been as high. On the other side, mm -hmm. see, Sony's, Sony's whole first-party catalog is single-player goldmine. They've mastered that format. They know how to make, they know how to turn out a hit on a single player front. They've been doing that from day. But on the multiplayer side, that's where things may not be as high. You know what I'm saying? That's where things not may might not be as crazy as, you know, maybe Bungie can 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 aspire to and actually, you know, build. So yeah. maybe this is what that exchange is on Sony side is, yo, we need somebody who can create something that's either multiplayer or live service or, or, or is a continual experience that can actually build and be super impactful that we can't really, you know, fully flesh out right now. But Bungie has that capability in them. So the acquisition is really a big move to say, okay, cool. We want to take the expertise that you got on making this live service game, making Destinies, you know, the old Halos and whatnot. And we wanted you to take that and whatever new IP we got cooking up in our heads, hey, yo, y'all going to help us build this. And we're going to have live service yeah. stuff to put on our, uh, exclusively on our shit moving forward. And then that's going to be a big draw for people coming in who want continuous live updates on a content thing. You know what I'm saying? They want a game like, you know, a whole fully expansive bungee type experience that's you know more streamlined that has sony level narrative elements in it you know what i'm saying and we can offer that on our platform most likely com competition to game pass that's going to be there for the next few years so i'm like 
this is a real big move in that sense. And also the fact of, you know, Sony, they trying to take everything every damn where. So you're going to see Destiny on TV shows, like you said, TV shows from the books. You're going to see it on, you know what I'm saying, podcast, audio cast. You're going to see the anime versions of Bungie stuff come out now. Like, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff that Sony wants to tap into from a media standpoint in general, not just games, that is going to be... It's gonna be it's gonna be I, a smorgasbord. They, Sony Sony licking their lips at all this. I know they are just because of the I, fact that Bungie got so much you know depth in it. Like even me myself, I I love the lore, and I even when Bungie when Destiny One was still was was first coming out, I remember like being in, in chats and being like, "Yo, what if they had like a storyline of like X Y Z or like just fleshing out?" It's now video games are starting to become make their way into modern media and mm-hmm. forms of like anime and forms of. TV shows, things like that. So I could easily think of like three moments in Destiny off the top of my head that, or three storylines in Destiny off the top of my head that would be really cool. Like maybe like one could be a movie, one could be a series. Mm. And there's just, there's just a lot there. And because Sony has this big, they make movies, like they make movies and stuff. Yeah, they did ask me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wouldn't be out of their wheelhouse to just be like, yeah, we own Destiny. You guys want to make a movie about about it? Like, yeah, we could totally do that. I and think they def- it would be awesome. Look at the PlayStation commercials. They so would. They so would. Yeah. Like, you oh my. Even, even the Destiny cinematics are, like, things that you could easily see. Like, I guess they're making a live-action live version of, of Destiny to compete with Halo's live-action, you know? Like, there are, they have a lot of options, a lot of manpower, and they're really Sony... Sony acquiring, like, Microsoft acquiring Activision is like, yo, we're going to get more Activision Bro. games. Sony acquiring anything is like, this could be Bro. anything at this point with how, Bro. how big this and it is the company. Dog, that actually is, a, again, thank you, Silver Ice, for the, for the further reminder. Sony owns Crunchyroll. So who's mm-hmm. to say they can just drop an anime series off every damn month? They just can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, drop some so whole little stuff IPs. in the Like, literally on anything. And now, again, we have Destiny involved with such a big and expansive universe. You can do anything, anywhere, because Sony has their hands in damn near every mode of media right now. So it's mm-hmm. like taking Bungie is a real big step towards, yo, we can build a whole new, again, like a 20-year franchise out mm-hmm. of anything. And then we can build it into whatever we want. So, we, okay, you can have this TV thing here, Destiny 3 or whatever comes out. It's like a PlayStation exclusive on our, our own live service or something like that. Yeah. We'll have this or or whatever. It's multiplied on there. We get some content that's exclusive to us. Hold this right there. Or, Destiny series produced by Sony. Or you can even see like, um, or even again, like I said, like even if they do like, I remember I was talking to my boy because we were playing Destiny the other day and I was mm-hmm. like, you know, it would be cool if they even just made like $40, like like what Riot did with uh, Ruined King, where it's like $40. Mm-hmm. Uh, single player experience and it's like yo you're just gonna play through this this storyline that happens in the destiny universe you get to see the war you get to see the the battle of six points which is like a mm. really big impactful moment in the lore and you're like oh this is cool and somebody else in my chat actually even reminded me too is that uh last of us is on hbo like that that's, Facts, that's coming right that's coming that, and they got mando oh, in that hoe it's gonna be fire i'm sorry so they have options of where they can put this shit because obviously they they hey last of us Ooh, if this shit does good, you think HBO is going to say, no, we don't want more content from you guys? Like, no, they could be like, yo, what if we did a live action Destiny thing? It's like, oh, mm. yeah, I'd, I'd love to see that. Facts. Facts, man. It's like, yo, they, Sony, Sony knows what they're doing, man. Again, from all the reports and stuff that we heard, they were they were talking with these dudes for like five to six months. So they knew they were going to try. The, you know, they knew they had plans for them going forward. You know what I'm saying? So this is a really big play for the, again, the whole setup of the ecosystem. 
it's just a concept of a, a whole ecosystem of entertainment. And that's what Xbox has been trying to do. You already see, we'll talk about it later again with stuff that they're doing again, but you see with the game pass, you see with the stuff they're trying to do outside of games, they're trying to build an ecosystem. That's just immediately synonymous with their name and that brand value. And Sony's like, okay, we need to kind of catch up a little bit and do our work to make sure we have, you know, an all inclusive, you know what I'm saying? That, that realm where it's like, yo, you see something outside of, you know, it could be, has nothing to do with a controller. You think PlayStation right there, uncharted film coming out soon playstation right there you know what i'm saying they're trying to set up into every possible lane and build you know contiguous you know what i'm saying blending experiences that show you yo this is the place that we want to be at we want to have all our games on here we want to have our media entertainment we want to be a part of this because they have they have so much down the catalog that's been consistent and that's been so quality over the years that's what they're trying to build up you know what i'm saying so it's just the, the ecosystem the concept of the ecosystem and the race the perfect ecosystem you know what i'm saying like it's crazy it's crazy to see, but you know, it's not. It's just beginning. It's it's really, really just beginning. But yeah, I wanted to also speak to a couple of other interesting quotes from Jim Ryan because damn it, he wasn't even finished. He said, "You you thought yeah. I was done? Now I got more, nigga. Hold on, I'm spinning the block." He also said that we should expect more when it comes to further PlayStation acquisitions, and this is corroborated, you know, what I'm saying, and supported by another statement that said an earnings call. A report from Q3, of course, from uh, PlayStation a couple, I'm about to say this past week, actually, stated that they plan to release at least 10, count them, 10 live service games by March 2026. So, damn, first and foremost. And when what, what, what are we thinking, man? What's their, what's their play here? They want more. They want more companies. They want more live service games. What's going on? That's all. That's a lot of live service games. And that's a lot of live because when you when they say live service, I'm assuming that the first one they drop is gonna still be around on the, when the tenth one drops. Mm-hmm. That's ten live service games out. And I don't know about you, I am playing right now, maybe two mm-hmm. at a time. I can't do more than two at a time. So I'm playing yeah. like League right now and I'm playing Apex. Kind mm-hmm. of re- not really though. Like, because one has taken over a lot of my time. So 10 yeah. live service games. I don't know if we need 10 live service games. Mm-hmm. But hey, if a live service game turns into a single player game or a multiplayer game, or even if it's just live service for one year, like, that's fine. Like, I'll, I'll be fine with that. I hope that's what they mean. I hope they don't mean, like, by 2026, you're going to have 20, you're going to have 10 free-to-play games that you want to play. Because I'm not playing all 10 of them. That's 10 battle passes. That's $100 a, like, every three months for a battle pass or whatever. Whatever the games are. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a that's lot in, of games. That's insane. But when I think about, like, just the genre, they're kind of, they're trying to spread mm-hmm. the wealth. They're trying to just be, like, 10 yeah. across everything. Like, we gonna have, we going to be everywhere, bro. We're going to be have, having stuff to sustain this, man. Uh, so, so on the part of 10 live service games, I fully expect them to do that, honestly. And then they're just kind of be like, yo, how fast can we get Bungie involved in this pipeline to create their next, you know, big, big service game for us so they're just trying to accelerate stuff to build up you know just again bolster bolster their arsenal man they're trying to bolster the arsenal because it's just gonna get it's gonna be a dog fight of releases and games and titles and shit it's gonna be it's war everybody loading up man everybody's loading up their clips It's, it's about to be ridiculous son and and just just to the point of damn like we should expect more who they gonna get next who's next Goldberg voice, bro. Who is next, man? Sony's uh, like, where Sony, I said, I'm not finished. They they really trying to go in and get some get some companies underway, bro. So who do you think is next? Um maybe Atlas, the people who made Persona. Mm. Maybe. Mm. Uh just because I feel like they have such a, a close relationship with them. 
good pick. Uh, that's like the one game that I could think of, like, because I love Persona 5, but it's to me, it's crazy that I haven't seen Persona 5 on the Switch yet. But I've seen Persona 5 Strikers on the Switch, so it's like, mm. they're not afraid of putting things on. We just got Persona 4 on the on PC on Steam, so, like, I'm not surprised about that. Mm-hmm. The bigger companies, like, I see, like, uh, Justin in my chat is saying, like, um, Capcom. But, mm. like, I also just, like, because he's saying that if they want live service, Capcom would be a good pick, which is true, because they do That's make very true. Their, Monster Hunter does does have live service. Every single game, I feel like, can go goes on for, like, two to three years, I want to say, with content. Mm-hmm. But I don't see like any of it. the huge, huge companies. If they could get a big company, I want to say I don't think it would be Capcom at least right away. Mm-hmm. But I could see them doing Sega. Maybe I could see Sega being a Sega's a good I also pick. See Sega Sega going to Microsoft because facts. of the the relationship they have on Game Pass. Because there's That's like facts. we got all the Yakuza on Game Pass except for like mm-hmm. the newer ones they dropped off, but. We also see like uh, Warhammer Three, which is a new uh, Sega game and that's coming. Com- uh, mm-hmm. That's coming out in February. Damn! I- oh wow, that's a that's a game on Game Pass. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I'm excited <laughs> for that. But like, I could see them acquiring that. But then shield. I also see, you know, what I'm saying? like I also see, I also see Lost Judgment, which is a PlayStation Facts. exclusive. So like, I don't know. They kind of playing both sides of the field. I don't know if there's gonna be any major companies. There's companies who I I can see not selling out for sure. Mm. Um, like. I don't think Konami is ever going to sell out. I just don't. I don't think that they will ever sell out unless it's like you would have to pay Konami. Well, you have to pay them more than they paid for Activision to get Konami's licenses. Possibly. And stuff. Possibly. I feel like that was the toughest sell. But then again, given the history that Konami has with with PlayStation, just again, Metal Gear series, Silent, Silent Hill, a lot of things like that. I feel like that would be, a, again, a good, reasonable pick because of the IPs that they have under their umbrella. And like, yo, mm-hmm. let's take your shit. You know what I'm saying? Y'all not doing nothing with them. Not nothing productive yeah. anyways. We're taking y'all. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just working on NFTs. Get the hell out of here. Excuse me. You know what I'm saying? Grab those and, and you know send them off to different teams or whatever. Or grab internal teams with leaders and just switch it all on and off and make something happen. Like, I can see that happen. You know what I'm saying? I can, I can actually see that be a thing moving forward. But it's tough. That oh, Castlevania as well. Castlevania is also there as well, and it's been a minute. So here's why I don't think Konami would ever sell, and it's because they know how much they're worth, and they know how diehard their fans are, Facts. or their the, the people, their customers are. I mm-hmm. should I should say. Um, I would agree. And it's just things like that because, for example, we've had Yu Gi Oh Yu Gi Oh the card game has been a card game. For years, I grew yeah. up with it. I am 25 years old. It is mm-hmm. at least 25 years old. Fact. Um, and we just got a live online Yu-Gi-Oh card game that people can play. And the niggas, reason niggas I think crazy. we just got that, I'm putting I'm putting my little tinfoil hat on. The reason I think we just got Master Duel is because their regular cards were taking a hit because nobody's doing anything in person anymore. The, the pandemic has, has mm-hmm. ruined a bunch of like in-person events and Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments were where a lot of people would go and use the cards and buy the cards and do stuff like that. So for me, I think that they made that move of pushing out Master Duel or like we're working, started working on Master Duel by like making Duel Links and stuff is because they mm-hmm. knew that at some point people weren't going to do this like in-person stuff anymore. Facts. Like if you're telling me, and like you've seen that you've seen how crazy how how that, take over, that took over the timeline. Bro, Everybody's playing it. My brother, Everybody's my brother been playing it. it nonstop, like day in day. I walk across the room, I see him like straight on the deck, just going crazy. 
Facts. And that's what I'm saying. It's like, for me, I'm not a huge Yu-Gi-Oh fan, but I, I know how consuming and how expensive these card games can be. So with that being said, I don't think Konami's going to sell because they're making a bunch of money off of Yu-Gi-Oh. They're going to they're, they're still pushing out the NFT thing. I don't know how much money they're going to make off of that, but it's going to be super inexpensive for them to start up anyways. And like franchise, like merchandising, maybe they'll sell IPs, but getting acquired is not going to be their thing. A partnership, perhaps, mm. but getting acquired, I don't think they're going to get acquired because they make a lot of money off of other things in, in general. So to them, this video game stuff is probably child's play. They're probably just like, it's mm. just another avenue to make money because they have in Japan, they have a bunch of gyms in Japan. They have yeah. a bunch of pachinko machines. They're making Back money still. elsewhere. Like they don't really care about, about the video game scene. And they know that if at any point in time they wanted to talk to sony and be like hey you guys want to you guys want a uh a, a castlevania game or whatever like you give me x amount and like if they wanted to be like yo i need more we need more castlevania merch or whatever like hey sony we're gonna give you a deal on the license if you guys make the game i think sony's not gonna make the game i, mm. I would make the game because it's going to sell and if, especially if it's like exclusive i don't see them selling out at all i see that if anything mm. them being like hey uh making deals or partnerships yeah. Okay. I can see that. Yeah. Give me your point. I can see that. I can see that. It's it's a lot, bro. But I know from the simple fact of the statements that we've seen here, it's 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 open season for some companies that are open right now. And PlayStation's sure. hunting. PlayStation's hunting. And I almost would bet that uh, you know, what I'm saying Xbox is hunting as well. But I just want to speak real quick on the general. You know, what I'm saying like just general. I guess the aspect of you know what's going on lately. Of course, we've seen giant ass acquisitions between both parties you know what i'm saying we've seen take two having a giant ass interaction and i feel like this now at this point it shouldn't be a surprise for all of us like now that we had this giant shock of okay this is a crazy announcement like damn he, they took a whole company as we're in this state i think we have to understand that as a fundamental i guess like portion of business in this time mergers and acquisitions are going to be really 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 strong and favorable because of the environment like looking at a lot of different, you know, determining factors and like, you know, value on, you know, certain things that, you know, assets that a company might have that you don't have right now, capabilities, future return on investment. A lot of these companies, both in gaming and out of gaming, are constantly looking at merger and acquisition activity. Yo, who can we buy to sustain our business going forward? Like, who can we buy to make this growth go up right here? How do we expand, expand our supply chain? You know what I'm saying? Without spending millions and millions of dollars trying to figure it out for ourselves. Oh, let's just buy this company that already knows how to do that. Just incorporate them in our system. That's been such a commonplace thing, of course, over the years. And it's only, I think it's only getting bigger because of the pandemic, because we don't have the bandwidth, you know, because companies don't have the bandwidth to do it themselves and greenfield whole projects by themselves or don't have the, I guess, the incentive to because they don't see their return on investment. So yeah. you're going to see things like that, especially in the gaming industry. I feel like for these bigger heads, you're going to see, yo, how how can we make the easiest step forward that you know sustains our growth, reduces you know cost over a certain period of time, and minimize the actual risk of us making a terrible fucking move by acquiring a company or, or making any decision? And I think that's where you see a lot of different merger and acquisition activity happen. That's where you know, okay, listen, we want to sustain all this growth and catch up to Sony, so we got to make a big move and get IPs and networks and infrastructure that's allowing us to you know again reach out to a lot more people. Activision. Boom, let's buy that Microsoft's play. It's like, okay, cool. We need a way to increase our live service activity as PlayStation. We need a way to expand upon our live service and multiplayer abilities because we love story. We're good at story. We're damn good at story. But when it comes to multiplayer offerings on a grand scale, we, we fall a little bit short in that category. Here comes a Bungie. Here comes a deal with Bungie. Let's talk, have a conversation. 
I want you to be here so you can help me out in this area that I'm lacking rather than me having to, you know, reinvent the wheel and try and do it greenfield, which I, I, we could, we have the money, but it's easier for them to include that. And not even to mention the whole entire media strategy of them. Oh, hey, let's pull them into TV. Let's pull them into movies. Let's pull them into our actual you know, like production studios. Let's make a whole bunch of new series out of y'all, which create a whole nother lines of revenue that add back to the business. So in general, looking at, again, Sony's growth strategy of acquiring Bungie and acquiring these companies moving forward, it's not commonplace. It's, it's, it's not going to be a surprise anymore for me. And it shouldn't be for anybody else because that's how these companies are going to move, especially the bigger ones. You're going to see a lot of movement from M&A activity just because mm-hmm. in, in a lot of instances, in a lot of cases, it's going to be a lot cheaper. It's going to be a lot more beneficial in the long run. And it's just going to be it's going to create a lot more a lot more revenue uh, rather than greenfielding a whole bunch of new things. You know what I'm saying? Oh, let's create a new studio or whatever. Let's go get a known name, and that creates a whole lot of buzz. Again, especially look at the stock price. I'm betting their stock price probably jacked back up. So they, oh yeah, we got Bungie now. Oh shit, they got Bungie. Boom, they probably just shot right back up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That that business, I guess that business plan, that business approach, is is something that we should all be very very you know eyes wide open for and aware of going forward. That's all I had to say on that. It's just you know we're gonna be going to be seeing a lot more shit get acquired. We will. Oh, yeah. we will. Facts, bro. Damn, I went to my business bag, bro. Somebody need to pay. No, put no, me on Shark I, I Tank, nigga. Somebody put me on Shark Tank, man. The fuck? What's going on? No, I love it. I love it. It's, it's real shit, though. It's real shit. I want to be on Shark Tank with no money, nigga. That's crazy, bro. <laughs> Listen, let me borrow. Let me borrow a suit, Mark Cuban. Let me borrow a suit. Anyways, uh, <laughs> let's uh, move forward. Uh, still on PlayStation, but a little different side blurb. Uh, this week, it has been announced that PlayStation X Discord have finally had a collaboration and is now active. So starting uh, today, you'll be able to link your Discord and PlayStation Network accounts. Now, you already played PS4 slash PS5 games. will show up as activity uh, in the Discord bar, as it usually does for games that play on Steam and different game stores. And uh, Discord actually came out with a quote and said, we're excited to continue our partnership with PlayStation and explore how we can collectively create great shared experiences for your friends and community. So thoughts on this, Wen? How how we how we feeling about this, bro? So it's like, it was kind of like a big blue ball moment for I feel like a lot of people because they saw like yes. PlayStation X, I could sign into PlayStation and Discord, oh snap. And then they go on, it's like, oh, I can just see what my friends are playing on, on PlayStation. Um, I think this is a great step forward or like at least the, hey, remember when we when we made that partnership? Like this is more like we're, we're, we're working on it. Like, hey, um, but I'm sure a lot of people were very upset that we're like, Bro. Damn, we can finally chat, and they're like, no, 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 no. You can see what they're playing, and they they can be more a part of your Discord community in that sense. Like they, there's more integration, um, but you still <laughs> cannot speak with them in the Discord chat, which I think is kind of like that shit uh, ass. I feel like that shit ass, bro. It's still ass. Yeah. Call for a spade. Call a spade a spade, bro. It's still ass, man. Yeah. How how have we been here this long, and you have a whole like blur of a conversation? You had a whole like you popped up. You know what I'm saying? You ran up. Ran all the way home, like had the golden ticket in Charlie and Chocolate Factory. He's like, yo, bro, you got crazy news, y'all. <laughs> you can see what they're playing in Discord now. Like, nigga, we can't talk to him, no. Bro, don't call me unless you, we can talk to PlayStation people, all right? Do not call my phone. Do not announce nothing on Twitter. Don't give me no messenger pigeon. Don't do anything until you've officially locked down the, the, the schematic or whatever to actually let people connect in Discord. If you're not fully integrating it, find a way to meet in the middle. I don't know. Until you find that solution, don't call me PlayStation. Don't call me Discord. Don't do that. 
Don't because it's just a waste of time. Everything else you announce is a waste of time until you figure out how to actually make people talk between these two platforms. That's all I gotta say about that shit. Like, damn, man, that ruined my whole day about that, bro. I was I was hyped when I saw that. I was like, yo, Discord, PlayStation, what? Y'all got it? Blue balls, blue balls, please. I, I literally, I literally was like on the. I was getting ready to sign, like, to connect my stuff. I don't even play on PlayStation, but I was ready to connect my stuff because I was like, maybe if I connect my PlayStation friends, will now link up like they'll be like yeah. oh these are the people who are also connected to discord you can friend them or whatever um but that's not the case so like literally when i read that i was like oh i don't need to, i don't need to do this yet that and like i just like put it on the background like whenever it, it goes in that i'll be able to incorporate people who watch my streams or whatever who wants to be a part of my community like hey you guys want to talk shit because i'm always in my discord playing league or whatever if y'all yeah. just come in there and talk shit i don't through but until then uh until we actually get the voice yet i guess we'll just wait <laughs> yeah, I gotta keep using my damn chat link, nigga. Man, it's fucking yeah, all right. I guess, I guess link, so. Gotta, gotta be talking in uh, game chat. Uh, facts. I gotta put my dang my my PS Five my up to here so y'all can hear the voices and stuff, bro. Like, yo, yeah. this is this is just pain, bro. Just work on the damn update. Don't call us until you finish it, man. Damn. Yeah. God. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, I'm moving on for this, man. Gosh, ridiculousness. Anyways, man, let's get into the trailer trove. So for y'all that don't know, this is the segment where we break down all this movie, entertainment, TV series, anything that's going on uh, in, on that side of things. We break it down. Uh, we saw three notable stories this week. Uh, first and foremost, we saw uh, that we saw uh, Dakota Johnson, who was actually the, the female lead from the Fifty Shades of Grey series. Uh, she's actually being cast as Madam Web in a spinoff movie titled, of course, after the main character herself. What are we thinking about this, bro? I'm kind of in between two minds, bro. I don't know what exactly to think. But go ahead, bro. What, what are you feeling about Madam Web, a movie? Um, I know they don't. Do they own? They don't own Spider Man, so like it's not going to Disney Plus. Like if it was a Disney Plus movie, we'd be like, Sony, oh, cool, Sony. Yeah. So um, again, like I, it, it, this should just be like in a category of itself. It's like, of who asked for this? And this should go with the Silk Sonic Fortnite collab. Yo, like, who, who is watching? Who's who's watching the two or three episodes of the Spider Man TV show where they show Madam Web because she's never in it for that long. Facts, but you you see this character and you're like, oh, she's such a cool character. They're like, yo, I need an hour and a half of just her. Like that's not what, like she is. She's Madam Web for a reason. We're here for the Spider Man. Or the spider women like the spider people i didn't really ask for this unless they got a crazy banger of a script i kind of really am like not in the biggest mood for one-off superhero stuff like solo spin-off stuff just because i feel like we have so many superhero movies and so much superhero content to consume that like having a madam webs like one movie is like okay this is cool but this could have been like a limited series or something smaller in the sense mm. instead of it being like hey let's do an entire hour and a half of this character that you thought was cool in spider-man shattered dimensions or whatever like i just I, like ah all yeah. right sure. I, I, I feel this bro i understand i i, I kind of agree listen man i'm in between two minds one i'm like oh shit madam web that might actually be pretty dope because course tied to spider-man ties to the whole spider-verse web of destiny web of fate whatever you want to call it you know what i'm saying yeah. cool lore but looking at it like logistically i'm like okay it's sony it's gonna be just her not really anybody else uh how many shits do we have to spin off now this is the question this 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 this, this, this is the problem this, this is starting to become a problem if you don't have anything solid why are you spinning it off in the first place like 
this is this is the thing. When the Hulk was not working by himself, put him with Thor. Became a great movie. You know what I'm saying? Like I like I like Hulk. Um, but I'm like, yo, okay, cool. I understand you trying to combine stories, and you didn't think he's probably enough for him to be by himself. So you threw him with somebody. Understood. Cool. If you're gonna put a Madam Web there, who are you gonna put him with in the first place? But even if you do, you probably put should put her with a Spider Man or something to connect to Madam Web. Why are you putting him by by herself? You know what I'm saying? I don't think her origin story is. You know what I'm saying? Like a whole feature film where it's like you gotta be. You got to be down for that. You know what I'm saying? Watch a whole two and a half hours plus credits. You know what I'm saying? Get in. I personally don't think that's going to be like the craziest story ever. You know what I'm saying? The craziest movie experience ever. I think, it, again, limited series would be fantastic. Would connect to some of the other you know properties that Sony has. Connect to a Morbius. You know what I'm saying? Or, or maybe connect to something else that they have in their locker. Or just throw it into a Spider-Man movie that Sony has control over. Throw it into a Venom. I don't know. Even though Venom yeah. has nothing to do with this technically. You know what I'm saying? Like, Figure out a way to make it fit in because this is just extraness at this point. Like, you know what I'm saying? Morbius, I understand. I understand there, there's a reason for that movie. You know what I'm saying? Kind of. Kind I, of I, understand. That, all right? that falls, kind to me, of. that falls under the same thing, but kind Morbius of. has more. Kind, exactly. More, yeah, but yeah, Morbius yeah, has right. like actual action to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I feel, he's an I established character that gets busy. You know what I'm saying? Who yeah, Madam yeah. Web fighting? She fighting strings and shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's no, yeah. she fiddling with this all day. She fit, she's just fiddling with strings yeah, yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? Not, not well, like, I, I not like clout wise. Not clout wise. I'm just talking about action wise. You know what I'm saying? Like, what does she get into? Uh, maybe I have to look more back, more into Madam Web's backstory. That might be maybe, my fault. Bro. You know what I'm saying? They should, listen, if I, listen, I'm just a messenger. You know what I'm saying? Don't shoot me. All right. If I don't know about we'll enough, I'll back. go. I'll go back and research it. Please, if somebody's there watching this or listening to this, pr- prove me wrong. You know what I'm saying? Prove me wrong if she got a crazy ass origin story and I, I was just stupid. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Please sure. enlighten me. I'm always in the mood to learn. Please. So let that be known. But again, just from what I'm seeing, I'm like, yo, we don't necessarily need it. Second part though. <clears throat> What can you connect with this film? Now, if you can connect a bunch of different shit with this film, I will provide some type of exception, okay? Now, listen, of course, we had the, the rumors were before. Andrew Spidey, you know what I'm saying? He might be open to coming back. You know what I'm saying? There's all these little tidbits of Spider-Man that's being in the Sony-verse and whatever, and, like, he might still be around there. Might have went dark, might have went missing or whatever. If there's some path to bring him back to Madam Web, would I be mad at it? No, but... I'm figuring out where is the substantiating value? Where's the substantial value in this, you know what I'm saying, movie? I'm sounding like them them red pill ass niggas, but you know what I'm saying? Where is the actual like payoff behind watching a Madam Web solo film? That's yeah. what I'm looking for here. And I'm not seeing it immediately. Maybe I have to prove wrong, but hopefully, hopefully, there, there's some type of resolution that I'm not seeing. That's all yeah. I gotta say. <laughs> No, you're you're absolutely right because I mean the only experience I've had with Madam Web has been in the one Spider-Man game mm-hmm. and in the TV shows and yeah, in both that, yeah. of those forms of media, she was introduced and all of her importance was explained in like a thirty, not even in, in part of a thirty-minute episode or in part of a, like an intro scene. It's just like, mm-hmm. who are you? I'm Madam Web. I know about all the Spider-Mans or whatever it is. The facts. And then it's like, cool. That's all I really. That's all I really needed to know. So yeah. an hour and a half of more of that, I guess. Like I don't know. Like I, I want to be proven wrong. We'll yeah. see if I am. Again, the only way this can escape being dubbed as like yo unnecessary as hell is if this connects to like the spider the Spider Verse films with Miles Morales in there. You know what I'm saying? Like also 
You know what I'm saying? Aside from just Spider-Verse, you could have just gave Miles Morales some shit. You could have gave Miguel O'Hara some shit. You could have gave a lot of people some stories and shit by now. But whatever. Do what y'all do, Sony. As long if this does actually implement and include some elements from other Spider-Men, like we do see other universe Spider-Men maybe either making an appearance or some heavy allusion or heavy, you know what I'm saying, alluding to them, I can provide an exception. Otherwise, keep it. Keep it. Yeah. Anywho, uh <laughs> I found this this was this was bad funny, bro. I'm not gonna lie. This is just funny to see, but it, it might turn out crazy. So uh the man who really said fuck the Oscars at the game awards, he might really be on his way to getting one, man. So we we've seen this week that Hayes Light Studios, the team behind It Takes Two and A Way Out, they are now working with DJ2 Entertainment, who have uh of course produced the Sonic films, the Tomb Raider Netflix anime, and the upcoming Disco Elysium and Sleeping Dogs projects to produce a feature length film for It Takes Two. How do we feel about this, man? How do you feel about it? Uh, It Takes Two is the perfect perfect game to make into a film. It's actually there's a per- like the problem I have with a lot of movies made like games made into films is there's two the the main question is who is the game for who's the movie for so like with the doom movie is like are you making this movie for fans of doom well they know the story because they played the games are you making this movie for people who are interested in doom but didn't play the games well you're gonna piss off all the people who want to watch a doom movie because it won't be it won't be about the game it'll be something else so you have to like figure out a a, a middle ground and that's why i don't think a lot of movies need movie uh, game adaptations because a lot of games you really can't condense into two hours. It takes two, however, is I think a really good game that you, it's a short game that you can adapt in many different ways because a lot of the worlds it's gameplay heavy, but it also has enough story to Facts. make it into a movie. So like Facts. you can just take out all the little like platforming, all the battles, all the cool little puzzles, and just keep the condensed forms of like we were here, 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 here. We did all of this stuff. We love each other at the end. Bada bing, bada boom. And you also have an audience of people who want to play the game, but don't because it takes two. You need another person to play the game with. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it very interesting. Well, that's why I think this game is probably perfect for a movie adaptation because there's a lot of people who wanted to play the game but didn't have somebody to play it with or didn't have Thanks. like, or, or just like they didn't want to get into it because they're like, I don't have a second person. I'm going to try to do a randoms. So I think that this game could be a really good movie. And I think that the story is so good and it's so, um, relatable that it could really people who don't even like video games could watch it and be like this is cute like this is just mm-hmm. like it is a good overall that game is amazing and i think it's funny i don't think he's gonna win an oscar just because he literally said fuck the oscars and i don't Bro. think that like i literally the people who run that shit will not let that happen it they, will not they slide. Prom- no matter they... if everybody in the world wanted it they actually because he said the one thing it will literally not slide they probably wouldn't but but <laughs> but it would be great to see. Don't let me don't let my dream die. Don't let the flame die out. All right. Don't don't kill my dreams here. All right. At least at least let me be, be let me be bewildered by the moment just for a second. Okay. Like, damn, man. <laughs> that would be but, great. I would love to see him at the Oscars because it would be funny if he won an Oscar and he was even, like, oh, fuck the game awards. That it, would be it, at minimum, at minimum, if he was nominated, that'd be enough for me to be honest. Like yeah. if he was nominated, I'd be like, yo, that's amazing. He's literally yeah. there at the Oscars because he said fuck the Oscars. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like art art mm-hmm. but i i completely agree with you again i from what i saw it takes two it seems like if there was any game that was like yo this could really do well as a movie or a tv or show or whatever this is it like it just feels completely geared towards story you know what i'm saying like the story is super fleshed out it's fun it, a lot of funny moments stuff like that really really you know what i'm saying like could be a, a good 
family film that deals with a lot of stuff with a cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, of course, allusion to other, you know what I'm saying, jokes. Like, a Shrek-level type thing, where it's like, yo, mm-hmm. you have these allusions to, like, you know what I'm saying, like, high-level jokes or adult jokes or whatever the hell, and still have your whole whimsical story at, at the end of the day will touch on some very serious themes. It can be a really dope film. And, again, looking at the uh, people who are picking this up, DJ2, they made the Sonic films, so they're very receptive to feedback from game studios and what we're seeing. So, I, if there was anybody to put this movie in the hands of right now, I would I would completely be comfortable with DJ too who's t- who's picking this up. So it seems like it's it's a good it's in a good spot to get pushed up, you know, and really be good when it actually comes out on the screen, man. Like I I'm I'm liking it. I'm like I'm liking the look of it, man. So yeah. that and the sole fact I want him to win an Oscar and literally say, "Hey, man, I'm sorry I said fuck y'all, but fuck y'all." You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> that would be I, so funny. Just for my just for my heart and dreams for that moment, I want this to really really like go crazy. Regardless, I do want to go crazy, but just for that. I am saying I hope yeah. it really comes out great. Yeah, man. It takes two. That that's probably one of the better ideas I've seen to actually be adapted, honestly. For sure. Uh, word. And last but not least on the trailer trove, we got the uh the official, excuse me. <clears throat> oh, I can't do the whole thing. But we got the whole official first trailer for Halo, the Halo TV series on Paramount Plus and it was looking pretty interesting man there was a couple of different tweaks to the story some some decent set pieces stuff was looking pretty good man and some of the character models were looking they were looking pretty solid man you, you saw a chief is a full body you know what i'm saying full body like actually human it it was weird looking at him to scale but still pretty interesting some of the models were like really crazy like it was dope it was dope to see man but we, we i just want to touch on your general thoughts on the trailer first how did everything look how did you feel about all this stuff <clears throat> what, what was going on with it but like i mean it looked good it's it's an interesting i i am excited but i'm also like it's the main reason and i'm very finicky about watching just anything like mm. it's like a paramount plus like damn i gotta go make an account yeah I, gotta go find it. That, I mean allegedly you don't have to allegedly no, I know, I know, allegedly. allegedly you know what i'm saying but uh. it's like i i'm excited to see what they do with it again i really want video games to break their to make their way into regular media because like I think that a lot of people will like write off video games as being all oh, it's just it's just a game it doesn't really matter when it's like there's some some of the best storylines I've ever seen in 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 my life have been in video games and Thanks. I think that they could get so much more they would they would get more more respect um just being like hey this is a t hey I know you don't I know you're like 50 and you hate watching and you hate playing video games but I have a TV show for you to watch instead. And this way we, you can connect with people on a different level because you have like, I have this thing to show you. Like, this is going to be, I think you would really enjoy this. And like people who aren't into video games would be like, you know what? This, this Halo stuff is kind of cool. I'm really messing with the lore. And then they can get involved via lore, via books, that kind of stuff. Word. I, I, I agree. I agree. For me, I'm like, yo, I don't mind it for the purpose of TV. They're, of course, are tweaking some things from the original game to make it look like, you know what I'm saying? Like, from the trailer, it's like, okay, he's just like a regular Spartan. He follows all these orders and stuff. And when he touches this one orb, like, a la Mass Effect, like, he did, it's like a dead-ass Mass Effect pull. He did defeat some alien from an excavation site. He touches some random-ass yeah. relic. And he, you know what I'm saying? He gained some type of, like, different consciousness or he saw a vision or whatever the fuck. I thought that yeah. was funny, but uh basically that whole i guess change up to where he's kind of rebelling against the system he's like helping people and becoming you know starting to become that legend the hero and stuff i I think it's an interesting take for the sake of tv for the sake of like you know that development of a dramatic story and how people start to cling to him as a character i think that's that's again smart reasonable i think it would be nice to see uh interested um my favorite thing was just the look of the elites because they look fucking good they look good 
the character models for the elite like Mwah. i personally yeah. that was like my favorite text i was i was honestly scared how some of the aliens were gonna look like some of the covenant yeah. that looks good that some of them look good and i'm like yeah i i like that i like that so somebody i think the effects might actually be really really solid and uh i'm gonna keep an eye out for this one man definitely 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 but that's not the only you know major part of this news story that we got because we also received some negative pushback of course from the various neck beards of the internet who aren't really liking the whole look of cortana even though she is voiced and actually personally acted by the original voice actor from the games jen taylor so i mean what what the what the hell are we talking about here remember what i just said uh, like it, it's literally about it takes two mm-hmm. uh, like i think this is the perfect game because it's it has a good like it's just a game that you can easily port over and because yeah. certain video games people aren't people who are a fan of the game are going to be upset because the thing doesn't look exactly like the game mm-hmm. halo is a perfect example of like hey we're going to change some stuff up so we can adapt it to the tv show or so we can change so we can make it more interesting because i'm gonna keep it a thousand with you i'm somebody who loves metal gear solid if they yeah. had a Metal Gear Solid TV show and it was word for word, bar for bar, what Metal Gear Solid 3 was, Bro, I'm going to be bored because I know, I know everything. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've watched, I've played the game a shit ton of times. So for a Halo fan to be like, whoa, Cortana doesn't look like Cortana in the game. Bro, go play the game. It's Dog. there. It's out. And you don't even have to play the game. They can close your eyes. That's the same voice actor. It's literally the same voice actor playing the same role. Like, just, dog, just peekaboo. Just do that and you're fine. Shut the hell up. Just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't know. People, I, I, you already know what it is, man. You know what, you know what the real root reason is. Niggas is horny because Cortana does not look like she has big titties and she's super blue. That's literally the only problem that these, that these random ass neckbeards have with this. And I'm like, bro, touch grass. Just touch it. Yeah. Just stare. There, just, just, just do that one time. You're trying to fuck a hologram, bro. You need, it. you need to relax. Dog. You need to relax. It's not literally. That you you've been you've been trying to eat you know what i'm saying a solid state drives for like three days now relax nigga you're good relax you're good. calm down and i think that's the main problem with it i'm just like yo people just really like they don't understand the stupidity that they're going to i'm like bro she's literally the same voice actor from the whole entire original series and she's playing herself basically you know what i'm saying like a character yeah. that she's studied for 20 plus years come on bro you gotta yeah. leave it alone she's a little less blue than she was in the games crazy you know what i'm saying like in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. At the core of it, she knows it's going to be the same character because it is Cortana. You know what I'm saying? It literally mm-hmm. is. So for yeah. me, I'm just like, yo, y'all bugging for no reason. Please go touch grass and, uh, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Acquire some bitches. You know what I'm saying? Get that in the back of your head. Put that in a chip right there. Just, just <laughs> some bitches right there. That'd be nice. Oh, man. But other, over, overall, man, Halo was looking pretty pretty interesting. I think I'll give it a, I'll give it a watch. Definitely, of course. As a Halo I'll fan, definitely I'll give watch it a watch. the first episode. I definitely will watch the first episode. And if it's good from there, I'll definitely keep watching. But I, I give everybody the first episode treatment, and Halo will be no different. Facts, man. Facts. So, ah, hold on. All yeah, right, man. Uh, yeah, this is the one. This is the one. This is the one, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't want to do this. I don't even want to do this one. Oh, no. This, this, it, it hurts this me a little bit. Every time I see this name pop up, I get angry. It, it hurts me a little bit, man. But damn it, it has to be done. In It's a Damn Shame News Battlefield 2042. It's been, it's been really going through a lot. It's been having a rough entirety of its existence, honestly, since, since launch. It's been having a real bad time. And uh, it hasn't really gotten any better over the past couple of weeks. So uh, with a couple of news updates, let's talk about it. 
Uh, EA CEO Andrew Wilson stated that 2042 did not meet expectations for Q3 and has less than 5% of their total net bookings, which is, of course, is the uh, amount of products and services sold digitally projected for 2023. Uh, you know, they had a, they, it was funny because uh, there was a tweet that had a slide during the earnings call for EA. It showed like all the earnings percentages and numbers that all those franchises put up. Battlefield wasn't even on that slide. Battlefield did not even show up on that slide. That mm -hmm. is telling, and that is damning. I'm like, wow, uh, it's 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 insane, man. But it's not even the worst of it. It's not even the worst of it. So of course we know that you know their season one was actually supposed to start, I think, sometime last week or this week, sometime in early, you know, what I'm saying the first two months of the year this year to kick off their season one of all the new maps and modes and such to keep the game fresh. Uh, they've officially announced that that has been delayed to summer. All these updates and changes that they had, uh, they're being pushed back. Of course, we've had a series of uh, update roadmap, uh, updates on their roadmap that they wanted to release. Of course, it, it includes voice communication, a tighter squad loop with better ping system, feedback-based gunplay improvements, improved rewards, expanded tools, modes, and tweaks to play experiences in uh, Battlefield Portal mode, and a whole list of other uh, things that they wanted to tweak. And it's just sad, man. It's just sad. What are we thinking about this? This battlefield. I'm, I'm thinking I'm a, I'm a fool for not uh, getting a refund on uh, for not buying it on Steam. That's what I that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Um, because I I don't even know how to get it. Like I I'm a I bought it day one. I bought it day one. I bought the de, like the deluxe edition. And I will always say this at the beginning of all of these stories because I want everybody to understand the pain that I go through every time Battlefield comes up on my newsfeed because it's never something good. It's never something like Battlefield is doing amazing right now. We fix all the problems. It's always like, oh, they're delaying the roadmap for, for the stuff till summer 2022. This game came out in November. <laughs> so you're telling me that I'm not going to see it until May? That At is like all. eight months. That is ridiculous. Like, what is even the purpose of me playing this game anymore? It is... Uh, just give me my money. Like, the fact that improved voice comms is Vo on the roadmap... Any voice chat. Voice chat like, is not even there. I... I didn't even put it on. I didn't put it on the thing because I thought it was stupid. But scoreboard was also on the roadmap. Scoreboard. Like that, that's that's on the roadmap. If the scoreboard is on the roadmap of new content coming out, it's quiet for the game. Like Dog. that shit is O D. This is ridiculous. This is un a horrible un game Unacceptable. Release. Unacceptable. This is like. This is honestly the multiplayer cyberpunk release. This is what it feels like. It's like Bro. all the people who paid all this money for this game that doesn't work and is just like not good. This is exactly what it is. This is this... Cy multiplayer cyberpunk in a release. And it sucks because it's a franchise that's not Thanks. new. It's not and it's not made by a new company either. This is a company that's been doing multiplayer games for years now. And this is just how I sure, bro, I guess. Bruh. You know the funny thing? This is like one of the again terrible release, terrible. Just like features missing, bugs, crashes, glitches, player counts declining week on week, and Battlefield Four is still worse. And it, it, you know what I'm saying? Like it still feels worse to me. I'm like, bro, but the fact that like yo y'all y'all did this like twice now, I feel like it might have been more than once because I don't I ain't played Battlefield Five. I did I skipped over that one completely. Battlefield One I can't exactly remember, but it, of note. It feels in the ballpark of Battlefield 4 because, like, yo, bro, like, yo, y'all still not getting everything together? It's, <sighs> it's worse than Battlefield 4 and it's worse than Battlefield 5 because both of those mm. games, Battlefield 4 didn't work at the beginning, but then it still had a pretty good life cycle afterwards. 
Battlefield 5 worked in the beginning. It just didn't have that good. It just wasn't as entertaining as, as the other games. Mm. Um, this game neither worked in the beginning nor is entertaining in the end. I if they're if that's their roadmap for this if that's their roadmap and it, that's the map that got delayed to the summer. Like if scoreboards are getting delayed till the summer, like that. Just think about that shit. Just just think. Just sit here and think about. We have to delay the road. We have to delay the content. And it's like, well, what can I look forward after the delay? You can look forward to better voice comms and a scoreboard. Mm. Bro, give me my money back and stop wasting hey, all of our time. Listen, we be talking shit about Call of Duty year on year on year. But I will say this. Call of Duty be polished to a very certain extent. Now, the gameplay might be not everybody's favorite. You know what I'm saying? It might not be as interesting as what people might might want. But year on year on year, they have a player experience that actually is consistent to some degree. You can get on day one and actually play that game. Voice chat's there. Scoreboard's there. Systems are there. Friend system. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe a patch or two there. Battlefield, we had such high hopes, man. I know I had such high hopes looking at this game. I'm like, yo. Bro, I was, actually I was gonna be preaching the fucking praises. Facts. And I wanted it to really be there, especially from a social aspect, because, yo, we want to play this with squads, man. We want big parties full of people playing this shit and, and just jumping in and having fun. But when the basics aren't even there, when the basics are gone, that's when you know it's a damn shame, bro. Man, their, their own CEO didn't even want to tell us the numbers, bro. He didn't even want to say the numbers. He was like, yo, man, it just didn't meet expectations. It didn't meet it. That's when you know. That's when you know it's, it's dire. It's diabolical, man. And the, and again it's telling that that little note about the net bookings is like okay the amount they expect to be sold digitally or sold physically in that period of time for next year they said five percent they said five not even five percent of their entire game offering bro they was like yeah yeah not even a part of this bro that shows how little they have even faith in this series bro just in general as a series and that's very telling battlefield was again aside from fifa and stuff like that battlefield was that person that put the whole team on a back when times was tough, bad company two, you know what I'm saying? Battlefield three, battlefield four. Like it was EA. It was EA. You knew again, it was purely synonymous with EA. And you felt that. But you see, ever, you know, shit just took left turn after left turn after left turn until he's back in the same spot. Then he ran out of gas and lost a tire and got mugged on the way there and stuff. Broke down completely. And it makes sense why they moved Vince Zampella from respawn over to dice. That makes, looking at this, you see this? It makes complete sense why they moved him over there. Vince Zampella, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, he's like, okay, cool. Listen, we, we did a lot of stuff specifically at Respawn. That's dope. You know what I'm saying? We're going to do our thing over there. And I, again, I'm, yeah, off the top of my head, let me research this because I just want to make sure I'm, I just want to make sure I'm right. You know what I'm saying? Part, part of the interruption, you know what I'm saying? I want to make sure I'm, I'm on this. Yeah, okay, cool. He went to Dice LA. Thank you. He went to Dice. And he's like, bro, we have to fix this. EA, EA bigger heads are like, yo, listen, you've done so much good work on the respawn stuff with Titanfall, Titanfall 2, all this Apex rollout. It's been fantastic. That's great. Can you make sure somebody's in there to put it on cruise control? You know what I'm saying? Like, put somebody you trust on there and come help us with this because Battlefield's in a disarray. They have, yeah. right now they have nothing going for them. They have nothing going for them. And they need a ma they need massive surgery. They need massive surgery from every standpoint. And I think Vince Ampel is trying to turn that ship around. From every type of standpoint, man, Battlefield right now is like it. Lo it lost all the sauce, man. That's what it feel like to me. Yeah. It lost. It lost all the sauce, and they need somebody like Vince Ampel to help work it back to health, man. Like it is bad. It's it's very, very, very bad. Massive changes needed, 
or else Battlefield's mm-hmm. just uh, dead and gone like T.I. and J.T., man. Dead and gone. Yeah. It's, it's sad, but it's like, there's not much. Like, what, what, what can, what can we do, really? Like, it's, it's on, the, it's their, it's on, the ball is in their park. Like, they, Facts, they it's, have it's not us. They, yeah, it's like, it's, it can't I, be I want us. to like this game. I want to. We all wanted to, but we can't because we can't even, some of us can't even play the game. Facts. So it's like, Facts. It's like, bro, you, we want to give you every concession in the world, but you can't even give us that. You know what I'm saying? We can't even allow that because you, you're not meeting the basic requirements. If certain things here and there weren't present, you know what I'm saying? If it was like a little, say a little tweaks here and there that you got to fix, I'm like, okay, cool. It's understandable. But the base package was already out of whack. You know what I'm saying? So y'all can't even sit there and be like, oh, we, you know, we do, you know, we like, oh, we ha- we covered our bases. We did the basic t- checkboxes. The experience is there, but if people aren't rocking with it. Nah, because if everything was there, people would have rocked with it like crazy. Super ambitious, but just the execution is piss poor, man. It was it was poor, and I really, mm. I really hope they turn it around. That's my hope, man. I really hope they do, and it, it probably won't be in this game. I'm not gonna lie, it probably won't be in this yeah. game. I really hope it is in somewhere along this content year that they're gonna have from the summer. But I, I just, I just don't know. I don't know, and I'm, lo- I'm losing, I'm losing a lot of faith. You know, what I'm saying if I had any, any faith left from the past couple of titles uh, in Dice, like can they make something quality in terms of Battlefield anymore? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Got a whole jaw L, man. Y'all got a whole jaw L. Y'all up there. I'm not gonna lie. Ham roll of the week. That might be y'all. Anyways, we gonna slide over to some other news. So yeah, man, this was really out of pocket. This was weird. I don't know if this. I, again, I'm still like trying to figure out if this was real or not. To be honest, I'm like, damn. And people are some some people are corroborating this. So basically, in the week, uh, we saw an image uh from somebody. I can't I can't remember who exactly it was on Twitter. Uh, but yeah, There's we been a few people who, who this has happened to too. So it's not just one. Oh wow! Either. So actually, a few. Wow! All right, best. So it's corroborated. Damn. So yeah. basically, they received some type of uh, message on their YouTube channel, and it basically uh, they they received a message that said, "This video is popular due to limited creator history. We're limiting the number of viewers. Subscribe to this channel to help this creator reach a broader audience." So YouTube actually stated about this. This is a limitation for some creators who stream from mobile and have less than 1K subs. We wanted to give creators more access to mobile live streaming, but still have some limits in place to prevent the spread of violative content. So is this... I'm I, I, I'm trying to figure out where the play was. I'm starting to figure out the picture, but like, damn, what do we... Uh, I don't know, man. So I think with YouTube, because YouTube's always been so... Very YouTube's always been the safest option in like almost all content in general. Like right. even as a YouTube, as a, somebody who uploads YouTube videos, anybody can tell you like you have to like before you can even like edit anything. They ask you, "Is this for yeah, kids?" Or yes checks. or no. Facts. Yeah, like yeah, there's like so many times they ask you like, "Yo, is this safe or whatnot?" And I think what they're trying to do is with the rollout of shorts, they're starting to realize a lot more YouTube creators. Were, like, and I don't want to do this because like I was I was trying to that that was rude. Because if you make shorts you're a, and you have a YouTube, you're a YouTube creator. Mm-hmm. So a lot of more YouTube creators who are doing shorts and doing TikToks, like I'm a TikTok star, I want to start growing on YouTube, I'm going to start just taking my shorts to YouTube or whatever. Um, because they have now, instead of needing a whole computer and needing to upload, needing to edit videos, because you can upload everything on your phone, to me it makes sense because like there was a wild time in, on TikTok back in the day where you could pretty much get away with fucking anything. At the beginning yeah. of TikTok's reception, you could get away with a lot. And you would be up, like your video would be up for like days before anybody really realized what was going on. Same thing with almost all of social media platforms that are revolve around mobile use. So I'm not super surprised about it um, because it's like they're sitting there saying like, hey, 
we this video is getting a lot of traction but we don't trust you so mm. we want to kind of hold off but it's also very weird because i feel like if the video i just i i just think it's interesting because it's like they know that it's becoming popular and are like stopping it from spreading which would because they're asking you hey subscribe to make this person get more viewers or whatever mm. but it's like the less you spread it around, the less likely people are to subscribe because there's less people seeing it, kind of thing. Thanks. So I think that they need to have like some more a more effective system in place. But I think this is just the first time YouTube has ever seen a growth in this many people just posting shorts and things like that because it makes it makes sense. I'm sure a lot of people who were just viewers at one point are like, "Yo, I think this would be a pretty funny thing to post on YouTube." And now now they're YouTube creators. Welcome to the club. Got you, got you. Yeah. Now that you put it that way, I definitely see it. But that this is where my kind of problem lies. If they have the system where they're starting to limit it and they're telling people to subscribe, they need to change that, honestly, in my opinion. Because, mm. like, yo, okay, so you're telling people, hey, this video's getting real popular. I'm stopping that shit. Surprise. And anybody else who sees this, they can subscribe. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they can, you know, get better. Get, get yourselves up that way, bro. See you later. And mm. that is problematic because, okay, you're having this, and you're just kind of stifling creative growth on your platform by, you know, I understand for the, for the sake of safety, but then that affects a lot of people's, you know what I'm saying, actual traction in, you know, reaching different people, getting getting their whole numbers up and stuff like that. That's a whole nother problem. But I, th I think the best route of option is to shift it to where, okay, cool, you're seeing it's getting popular. Give it a content check. If it's getting popular, just do a quick spot check. You know what I'm saying? Hold it maybe for like, maybe like, okay, like, you know, like TikTok. TikTok will like literally hold your video for a little bit before it gets released into the wild and they'll check it for like, you know, content, whatever, if it's like anything malicious or blah, blah, blah. And then when it's ready, they'll drop it off. You know what I'm saying? Like they'll do it and they're like, you're their um, what's the name? Testing it with different groups. I wouldn't say exactly test it with different groups and go their same way, but at least hold it back until you can do like a whole content spot check. Like if it's clear, you think it's good, release it into a wild, let it go. Or if it's getting popular, you know what I'm saying? You can, you can literally grab it there as getting popular and then you can choose what to do from there. Like you can hold it and be like, okay, cool. You see it's popular? Is the content okay? Cool. Let it fly. If yeah. it's not, stop it right there. Slap on the wrist, drop it off. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. give it a check as it goes. Don't forcibly stop every video and tell people, hey, yo, sub, you like that? Go ahead. I don't even know what it is. Yeah, but yeah, go ahead, yeah. subscribe. Yeah. Give people an actual chance to flourish on that side. You know what I'm saying? And, and actually be thorough about your process of checking, please. Because I think that's the best route of action. Because otherwise, you're just telling people like, yo, bro, Get your fucking money up. You're not gonna get out. No free clout, nigga. No free clout. Like that's what you telling niggas. I'm like, this is just ridiculous at this point, bro. Like, ridiculous. Yeah. Makes no sense. Makes no sense. But yeah, it was weird when I first saw it. But now that you provided that reasoning of like more of the mobile content creators, it makes a lot more sense. But yeah, just a slight tweaking approach is all they need, and then that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Word. All right, moving into a little sub topic category. I think this might be one of the first times we had comics involved in uh, you know, some of our discussions. This was. An actual interesting, uh, you know, topic that I saw uh, being brought up the other day. Um, I'm trying to remember who brought it up. I think it was Silver Ice. I think it was Ice that brought this up in some other chat. But basically, uh, I've seen this, uh, you know, uh, you know, I did my research and I see this brought up a couple years ago, and it's now it's coming back around. Uh, right now, DC's kind of in a very interesting spot with uh, Dick Grayson or Nightwing. You know, what I'm saying in the latest runs of the character, uh, he's been having a little bit of a change. So canonically. Uh, beforehand he's always been a half romanian and a quarter irish and a quarter scottish and that you know deals to his whole makeup and his skin tone and all that shit like that but this recent run he's been retconned to about to be about 75 percent romanian and uh you know he's gonna be drawing that slightly darker tone and have a different shade to him 
as he you know as he acts and he he moves in the in in his new comic run. So people have been getting real out of sorts. People have been happy. People have been like, "Oh, you're taking my Nightwing away!" Oh my gosh, they've been all over the place. So what are you thinking about this, man? Like it's been really it's been in contention for a little bit. I've seen people you know go on and on about it. But how do you feel? Man, people should just shut the fuck up. Like it's Facts. A, like shut just Facts. shut up, bro. Just watch. <laughs> just read the comic or don't. It's not that hard. And if it's just like ah, man, there's just so, there's just so many comics in in general that like if you didn't like oh man, Dick Grayson is 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 a little bit darker, and you think that that's a problem. One, you're the problem. Two, if you don't want to read the comic, you could just read an, a a Red Hood comic or whatever. Like, there's so many other options. It's not Facts. even like, oh my god, shut up. Facts. And that's the thing about freaking like uh comic books is just that like it's I love comic books, but because it's kind of just like not a dying medium, but like because it doesn't get as much popularity as it yeah. used to, it's like mm-hmm. you're lucky to get comics at all, bro. You could get fucking nothing. How you ever Facts. thought about that? You ever thought about how what Facts. would happen if you just got nothing? Exactly. It's not Facts. that big a deal. It's not like they changed like honestly, if you would have been like, Yeah, they made him black, I'd be like, yo, that's crazy. I would still fucking read it because it's different. You've already Facts. had the fucking it's twenty five percent a little shit. Shut up, Facts. Fuck, bro. Yeah, just, percentage. So My niggas was comics. like, You still got twenty five percent in there, bro. Y'all be all right. He just a he just like, he just a beige he's beiger. He's just beiger now. You know what I'm saying? Bro, like, like shut up. Yeah, shut up. Shut up. <laughs> Facts. Factual, bro. This is the thing for me. As long as he is characteristically the same as regular what night, you know what I'm saying? As long as he's still himself, who cares? What does yeah. it matter? That's my that's my stance. Honestly, what does it matter? It, it, and if there's actually, you know, again, fr- from this explanation that I got, um, you know, th- that kind of Romanian thing kind of plays into his actual origin name as nightwing you know what i'm saying it's not like his other origin of nightwing where it's like oh yeah superman said this was a great warrior on krypton and what random ass thing on krypton's name nightwing i didn't really believe yeah. that you know what i'm saying that didn't sound too substantial but now they've rooted it culturally in kind of the romani thing you know what i'm saying so nightwing came from that and that side of his family and that side of his makeup so i'm like okay cool i understand why they made that link because it's an actual cultural tie that you know feeds into his identity as a superhero you know what I'm saying, or as a hero and whatever he does, you know what I'm saying? That's understandable. They created that link, they created that culture, they created that history to Nightwing, and I understand it. Cool. Makes sense. Feeds into his character, feeds into his background, his origin story. Makes perfect sense. The fact that niggas are getting mad at that after they perfectly explained everything, I'm like, yo, y'all just, y'all just want white people and everything. I'm like, bro, right? Like, you know, I understand it's different shades. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There's other stuff out there, and y'all saying this shit during Black History Month, bro. Y'all should shut the. And this ain't, ain't even got nothing to do with us, bro. This ain't got nothing to do with us for real. It's like you talking, you talking about Romanians, bro. Like yo, just smack the shit out you just for them, bro. But I'm just like yo, dog, shut the fuck up. As long as it's as yeah. long as he's you know what I'm saying doing ac- acrobatic shit, going all over the place, and, and you know what I'm saying people people always looking at his you know what I'm saying the dump truck he got and shit. That's all people care about, bro. That's uh, at the end of the day, that's all people should care about. Yeah, his char- yeah. his character, the yeeks, and the action. That's all y'all need. That's all. That's and, all y'all. That's all y'all. And get out of here. Yeah, and that, that's literally it, bro. If y'all complaining about this man's skin tone, shut the fuck up. There's better. Oh, bro, there's much. There's much worse things, man. Companies are dropping NFTs, bro. I need to go argue argue against them niggas, bro. Go ahead. There's so much more important things in the world. Literally, literally, man. But yeah, that's my that's my blurb on that. We can get into the the last topic of the day. Holy hell! Oh yeah. 
Uh, I saved the fun one for last. Just because I want to talk shit. Oh, uh, yeah. So season 12 of Apex Legends is upon us. Defiance drops February 8th, and we have got a smorgasbord of updates, uh, changes, yeah. and uh, actual announcements having to do with everything Defiance. So let's get into it, man. First and foremost, the map changes. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sabotage Olympus, how everything has uh, you know, shifted a little bit. Of course, how Mad Maggie's kind of put everything on top of his damn head. This whole place looks slightly different. You know what I'm saying? Everything around. Of course, they expanded the map to spread out some squads, help with some of the third party in Olympus, better rotation options, and they have a new interactive map toys and play spaces to make, you know what I'm saying? Make your travels a little bit more fun as you roll through Olympus. Uh, what are we thinking about it? What do you think about the changes? How does it look? I hope... So, I didn't think there was any issues with Olympus, personally. Um, I'm sure so many people would disagree with me. Um, and I hope that this will some of their problems of like oh i keep getting third partied oh the map is so small or whatever so hopefully the they they mentioned it like they spread out some stuff to make it less third partyable um and i think that hopefully this this gives the people less likely to get third partied but i also hope it still keeps the fact that olympus being the smaller map is the more action-packed map i just always had more fun with it because there's just more action mm -hmm. um Better rotation options is cool because there are a lot of choke points in Olympus, and sometimes the, the only rotation option you have is kind of setting you up for failure um, because like you'll, you'll get led into a spot where you're going to get destroyed. Uh, they, if they know you're coming from that area, you're not going to get out of there, uh, especially Facts. in ranked. That's a big, that's a big problem. Uh, new interactive map stuff, it's always fun. People who want to do stuff. From what, I, what I think I read was like something along the lines of like um, loot, Things that'll get you loot, but also will like, draw attention. So it's one of the, like the same thing of like the prowler kind of like vibe. Not that it will be prowlers. I hope I hope to God it's it's not. But it's just like that. Mm. <laughs> you can get loot, but it, you might be you might be putting yourself in a bad spot. Yeah, yeah. There's also some mention of this thing called a phase driver. It's like it, you can yeah. summon some loot or something like that. Like you know, it just lets the whole world know that they're there. there. Yeah, no, it's, I, I mean, just interesting little point there. I was like, yo, okay, no, it's like that nice, a lot of different POIs, man. A lot of different interesting POIs. Like, uh, yeah. you, you see it's probably shifted grounds, like things are, things are starting to move. Like, a lot of different, you know, uh, tweaks and stuff that they made. I guess it just makes the map look a little bit more, I guess, filled because there was like a, a good amount of empty spaces and things like that. Like, felt like, you know, like, yo, you're going to get dropped right there, bro. Like, on me. But. I, I, I like the look of it. I like the changes, man. The Olympus actually looks like pretty, pretty decent. And I hope there's, you know, there's, you know, that actual the changes that they made to circumvent third parties are, you know, effective. I really hope that it goes through. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Also, uh, side note, World Jazz is not going to be in season 12 at all. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. That's tough. I really, that hurts me. I really like that map compared that to like me. Kings Canyon. But like, I like KC too, I, I, but I, want, I like World Jazz. Yeah, like I want world, I want Olympus over everything. So I'll take Olymp. I'll I'll mm -hmm. I'll lose World's Edge for Olympus any day. Okay. Any that's day fair. That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean, I really don't have a problem with all the, any of the maps for real. For real, like I'm like I'm a shooter, so I'll play on whatever nigga. I'll do whatever. I'm I'm like I'm built like that. But now I'm playing. But um yeah, honestly, I'm the whole season though. That's a little bit excessive to me. I'm like dang, at least like a split or something like that. Bring it back after a split. That would be nice, but. A little we'll bit see, extra. We'll we never know. Yeah, yeah. They might, they might make a tweak, man. But let's let's get into the real, real right here, man. Some of the character changes and introductions. Let's start off first and foremost with the main woman herself, Mad Maggie. All in the cut, she oh. is introduced with a whole new kit. So I'll start from the bottom to the top, man. So her passive 
actually has a couple of different uh, tweaks in there as we go along. So her passive actually, uh, with with it, whoever she hits, whoever she you know hits with some shots off, she can actually see them for a limited amount of time wherever they go. You know what I'm saying? They're completely marked on the map. She can actually follow them down, hunt them for the rest of the kill. And she now runs faster with shotguns in her possession. So if she's holding a shotgun, she gonna hawk you down with that joint. So that's a that's a pretty crazy passive, honestly. Her tactical is a riot drill. Uh, basically, it uh, pierces the whole surfaces and whatever. It can burn through the next adjacent, I guess, wall after an open space that's past whatever you touch. And the notable thing about it, in the trailer it showed, it can burn through Gibby walls. It can go straight through Gibby shield. So, I don't know what's up with y'all. Like, Gibby, Gibby might be... <laughs> Gibby, I Everybody wanted a Gibby nerf. And I think I hope that this gives them that Gibby nerf where it's like, hey, if you really think that Gibby's this big of a problem... Just run mags. Run him. Then, run, yeah, they, run mags. You know what I'm saying? The way it looks is that, like, I don't think you're really going to be able to be safe in the Gibby bubble, like, with her, with her, with her tactical being active. It's too mm -hmm. small. So you're going to have to either leave it and then be in a bigger problem, or I don't know. I think she's really going to change the meta a little bit. Facts. I, I completely agree, man. It's like, yo. I, that first of all, first and foremost, that should just look cool as hell, bro. You just attach it right onto the Gibby bubble, the pow, burn, everybody going to hell, everybody going down. That's fantastic. I love it because I hate seeing, I hate seeing so many Gibby shields go up. I need to see destruction. I need to see flames and fire and brimstone on all these nigga shields every time, every time. So mm -hmm. I might want to go in and try try this one, man. So that's gonna be good. And moving forward, just to the just to the ultimate, man, the wrecking ball. Basically, she spawns a whole ass. The Black Ops 3 Raptor, like we talked about last week, and she throws a ball that basically releases speed boost pads and it detonates near enemies. So it's like, I'm not sure if it's heat seeking or like just bounce off walls or I, I, it looks really weird from the trailer, but it's going to basically, you know, follow enemies down or bounce off certain surfaces and explode on impact and drop speed boosts. So what the hell? Think, that's a lot for sure i think it's for sure directional and definitely you're gonna have to like know your geometry if you're trying to like do what mm. they did in the trailer where like it went down the stairs because facts from the trailer at least from what i saw it was like it went down the stairs bounced off the wall and that's how it went down the other mm. side of the, the the building yeah um i think if it was heat seeking it would just be a little too too overpowered because yeah it just it would be it would it would require less skill making it like more of a cop-out Mm -hmm. um, I think it's going to be an amazing engaged tool. The fact that she runs faster with the shotgun to begin with, I think she's going to be a real problem. Like, I don't I don't see Octane's being able to get away from that unless they already got a pad out. But even then, Facts. Uh, she's, she's going to have Dropping a, a speed boost. Speed boost. So I'm going to be on your like, ass. So you can't yeah, like run. She, depends on how long that speed boost lasts after you pick it up. That's really mm -hmm. going to change the game. But again, like, Octane has to stim himself and lose 25 health where she already has a speed boost, already has a shotgun out. And that's another thing, too, is that because she runs fast with a shotgun out, it is a, a game changer when you have a you're running away and she's behind you and her gun is already oh, out and she's facts. in front of you with a PK. Come on. Son. Yeah, that's gonna, nah, that's going to be hard. It's going to be rough. It's a lot of changes and the kit is looking real, real overpowered, man. I think it's going to be fun, though. A lot of this is going to mm -hmm. be fun to use. I'm going to see what tweaks they probably going to eventually, you know, make to nerfs on the ground because people are going to complain regardless. I like I personally, I feel like the Apex community complains too much about kids. So before it's much. even like um, before it's even meta or whatever. Like facts. I don't think Seer. I'm one of the few people you can argue argue with your mother. They nerfed Seer. That, I don't think I don't think Seer deserved all the nerfing that uh that they that he got. It definitely ruined the character. I agree. But I don't think that 
he's gonna get nerfed that much because if you really think about it like oh no you can't hide behind doors and walls and bubbles and it's like all right cool don't do that like mm -hmm. if you're fighting somebody outside she can't do anything but engage you with her ultimate but if Facts. you got like if let's she throws her ultimate and she's chasing you if you're horizon your ult will literally stop their team push yeah like you guys are getting sucked in like there's just there's ways to play around yeah there's there's workarounds bro just th think it's it's that and that's what's annoying about um apex is that i feel like a lot of people instead of working on ways to counterplay or picking up a new character to learn how to defeat this this monster of a character mm -hmm. that i think they just they cop out and be like well i'm a gibby player it's like well why don't you play horizon maybe it might stop the push or like maybe play watson or something it'll it, it'll mm -hmm. work differently and it's like no i'm just gonna complain and ask her to get nerfed so that i can keep playing my main it's like no nah, man and that's i guess I see things differently because I'm I was an Overwatch player, so mm -hmm. like maybe I just see things differently. Facts, facts. I feel you. No, but I agree on the point that niggas complain way too much on Apex just just because I'm like, yo, there's some things I understand. It's like, yo, it's kind of wild and it does need to be fixed. But like y'all complain about damn near everything. New character come out, mm -hmm. everybody dropping complaints. You know what I'm saying? The game ain't even come out. You ain't even get no footage. You ain't even get no hands on gameplay yet to see how she actually plays in your eyes, bro. You just thought yeah. off the rip. You just assumed. I'm like. You don't know yet. You don't know yet. So stop stop yeah. ragging on it. Don't ask for no damn nerf when she's not even out yet. Relax and let it drop. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's not even all we got, though. Because, uh, oh, finally. Oh, I've been waiting on this one. I've been waiting on this one. So uh, caustic nerf, baby. The smoke canister can officially be broken even when it's live. Oh, my gosh. We've made it. We've made it to the yeah. mountaintop. We've made so many years I've waited. All you caustic mains, suck it. Suck it, honestly. You annoying little bastards. Now it's time to shoot. Time to, time to use your gun. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's time to actually move around. You know what I'm saying? Hope the wide hips can help you. Oh, gosh. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Mwah. Lovely. And again, for all the caustic mates who are going to say, like, that's not fair. Um, he's still a very big fucking lockdown defender because at the end of the day, you put that you put that canister in front of a door, you still cannot get inside the, you still can't get inside the house. Facts. And also when they open the door, the canister will go off and you can't shoot the canister because it's behind the door. Like he's still a great lockdown character, but I think that they're trying to move away from people camping and locking stuff down Facts. by having Maggie being able to push you through a wall or being yeah. able to destroy the canisters because it sucks when you have superior everything, but you can't get in because Caustic will literally do Facts. half of your, your health by the time you and your team move inside the house with the mm -hmm. with the gas going off it just doesn't make sense hard agree hard agree it's like all this all this campus is being kind of like unfoiled you know so they're gonna have are they gonna have a foil for this with it with it with the mad maggie it's like yo ready to like root people out and flag people down that's like her her whole play style I, i'm liking it i'm liking the look of it so far honestly mm -hmm. but that is also not all because crypto got a buff so crypto can now send out his drone without controlling it i'm assuming within a certain range and, uh, you know, get it cracking without actual controlling. It's going to be automatic. So what do you think about that one? Um, I saw a little bit of gameplay. It's not necessarily... I can't necessarily say that it's, um, like, what's going to be live in the servers. But I think it's going to be interesting. Because for crypto mains, it's always been, like, do I push with my team or do I engage? And then we all push at the same time. It, it really sucks because by the time you ult, you're... Either you're not there yet or you're waiting for your team. Let's say your team, let's say you ult and your team is now going to push after you ulted. They might have already shielded up by the time mm. the effect is done. Or even, for example, like this Gibby meta is going to be really rough because Crypto's drone can destroy Gibby's shield when he ults. Mm -hmm. So like you put a dome shield down, you send out your drone and then you hit Z or whatever the button you have mapped to your ultimate. 
it's gone now. And now you're in the fight with your team, which is great. Um, from my, what I saw, the drone doesn't fly as fast as you would think. It doesn't fly like the full speed of like somebody yeah. controlling it. But it's significant enough to be able to like go forward and be like, I'm gonna pop this thing, and I'm gonna yeah. just, I'm gonna throw it out, and I'm gonna be able to pop it, as opposed to being like, let me get behind this rock, open up the thing, facts, oh, open up the behind, laptop, like, type of letter, and get yeah. all the way up there. Yeah, facts. I feel that. I feel that because I I I enjoy crypto as a character, but I can't really see Play playing him because yeah, not useful. You know what I'm saying? Not no. not too useful. I can just facts. play Bloodhound and get get the scans off, get the ult off, get more scans off. Like there's just only thing I'm missing out is the EMP, but again, an EMP that I can't really capitalize because I'm not even there. Facts, facts. That's true. So I'm glad. I'm glad crypto's getting some love, man. Shout out to the crypto mains. Y'all getting a little bit of love on there. And uh, there might be some more tweets that we uh, know when we get the official patch notes the day before. But that's all the uh, news we got on character-wise. Weapon changes. We got a few of them actually. So let's run through them all one time. So first and foremost, the long bow and the flat line will now be off of floor loot and will be exclusive to the replicator to produce more consistency for those weapons in loadouts and accessibility. Hammer point rounds are back for the Mozambique P2020 and the RE45. There is a new hop-up called the Kinetic Feeder, which is being introduced, which reloads rounds and reduces charge time for the PK and the triple take while sliding. And we have a trading a soul for a soul, unfortunately, as the alternator returns to the floor loot. Let's go. But the vault is restricted to care packages only. Your thoughts on all these weapon changes? Um, I like the longbow flat thing just because uh, it gives me more reason to use crafting with uh, replicators and whatnot. And also, like, I feel like right now the flatline is like everybody's like pocket gun. At least yeah. from my understanding, it's a gun that like most people say, "Hey, Facts. like I'm gonna run wingman." But like if I really wanted to like really win this game, I mean they're gonna pick up an R3 or a flatline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like so I feel like it being in a replicator puts it in a better spot than it being on the floor because there's times where I don't really be finding flatlines like that or like should I run this flatline? I might not see another one for a while. So I like it. Um, Let's see the hammer points. Great. I don't think I don't even know why they really took it out. I I, I enjoy it because it kind of gives life to like these guns that don't get that much secondaries, man. With. Yeah, like you don't get you don't see many people running P twenty twenties and Mozams, but like now, in my I I could see myself running a Mozam because I used to I still run Mozams to this day because it's pretty consistent in terms of the shotguns that I can run, especially mm -hmm. with Maggie now. Psh, I don't know that Facts. might be it might be a Facts. force to be reckoned with. Facts. Um, New hop up with the kinetic sliding, great. Uh, people who are very mobile, I feel like it'll be very rewarding for them because mm. of people. I'll, like I'll see people like Pussy Chris doing all this sliding crazy stuff yeah. with like the, with their PK, and it's like it would be cool for them to have some reason to like be as mobile in mm -hmm. a sense. But again, I feel like it. This 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 loadout and all this stuff outside of the vault alternator thing to me, they're kind of the same gun to me personally. I mm. don't get anything with the with the vault, so like That's the alternator tough. coming back is great. That's like, tough. I love the alternator. I I'm not good with the vault, so I'm excited for mm. for the switch. But I think both of those guns are really solid. Um, they're kind of replacing being free. It's it's to me they're the same gun. Mm -hmm. they're, they're both really good. I just I don't know what it is about the vault. I just I'm always fumbling. Facts. I think this is a very strong. They're really trying to push Maggie on people because this is mm -hmm. a very strong Maggie loadout because this is yeah. shotgun buffs. Shotgun things are coming back. Mobility, out. Like, yeah, mobility, speed buffs, like in, enforcing the uh, actual, like yo, rush out, like play style, getting people's faces, man, like straight, straight on, man, like again, mm -hmm. get at them, get at them, like it's that type of that type of encouragement, bro. So I'm like, it's interesting. I like it. All the changes, I'm pretty much for. Um, the alternator one hurts because they're literally two of my favorite three weapons in this entire game. Uh, yeah. literally, like alternator. Actually, you know, alternator is probably like 
two of my four. Two of my four, I'll say. There's one more that's in my top five, but I'll put I'll kind of in the top four. Alternator is probably like three, and Volt is like two. So it hurts to see the Volt go, but I love the Alternator because it's been such a clutch secondary for me in like you know previous seasons when it's been on the floor. And you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I, I haven't I haven't gotten it much, of course, because it's care package loot. So I haven't seen as much. I'm glad to have it back, but at the cost of the vault, that kind of sucks. Cause the vault was yeah. like, it, the vault hits every time. It just hits every sure. single time, and it's like it, it fail safe, bro. It's a fail safe. So it sucks for that. Um, the new hop up, it may it, again, it's encouraging me to probably use more of the PK and more shotguns. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking this season's gonna be a big shotgun season. We're gonna see a lot more shotgun plays just because of again the incentive with Maggie, the incentive with all these different, you know, what I'm saying shotgun based weapons. In fact, smaller map, you know what I'm saying? We're going to see a lot of different changes, man. And I think these, these are pretty good. These are pretty good. I don't even care for Longbow. The Flatty, I, I, Flatty is like, again, the trusty, overliable for everybody. So I'm like, yeah, I understand why it's going to be more consistent. People want it to see, be, want it to be in a more consistent spot. That's cool. That's fine. And otherwise, man, I'm, I'm curious to see what other changes that they might uh, bring with the patch notes. But yeah, so far, so good. I'm I'm okay with that except for the you know what I'm saying the vault I'm gonna literally do like a, a Steve Smith song from American Dad just to like you know let it go serenade it away mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying the right, daddy's right. gone and we're not going home I'm about to all in the sandwood and shit just arm yeah. out ah uh, we'll see I don't know I gotta do that shit later I'm recording anyways <laughs> let's talk about the last part of this whole piece of the puzzle it's the modes and specifically the new mode. More about control. So basically, we got a couple more uh, details about the 9v9 domination style mode where you get to select your own loadouts of guns that you want to choose. And uh, with that, you have unlimited spawns. So, of course, tackle all three objectives and trying to defeat your opponents by scoring more points to them based on these objectives. And, of course, getting that gunplay in and getting them out of here as you go along. Now, instead of a kill leader on the leaderboard during these games, you're going to have a ratings leader based on total contribution, captures, kills, death, and assists, uh, and a lot of different other parameters, much like score streaks from the Black Ops series. And uh, higher ratings and score get you closer to higher-rated weaponry, like blues, purples, and golds, uh, and your ultimate abilities as well. Now, ratings are akin to killstreak unlocks, so they reset upon death, and you can only queue as a three-stack. There might be some workaround, but unfortunately, I doubt that there will be uh, in going into this mode. Again, still 9v9. It's looking like a lot of fun as an LTM, and I'm hoping they change it uh, depending on the response. How are you feeling about control? Um, I think it would be way better if you could do in with more than three people because I feel like the biggest problem with Apex is that you can only play it with up to three people, and that's okay. kind of ass because you can't even do you can't even do like uh, arenas with your friends because that would be fun, but they don't let you do that because you can't make custom customs. Games. Yeah, you can't do customs anything. So like adding a adding a Call of Duty esque mode or a multiplayer esque mode and not letting you queue with more than three people for all that. Why don't we just go into arenas? Um, I'm still gonna play it a lot, but I really hope that they change that because I feel like the only reason that it's not more than three queues is because they haven't made a way of doing it yet. Facts, I agree, and it sucks, bro. Just 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 give me give me give me six v six, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I forgot to mention that you can, uh, I mean, yeah, again, you can't pick the same teammate in a three stack, but your teammates can pick the same legend as you in another stack. So you can run with three Pathfinders, three Octanes, you know what I'm saying? Three Bloodhounds yeah. in a match and shit like that. Y'all be fine. There, there can be some overlap. But damn, man, this game was so fun. But like, bro, I want to play with more. I want to have a squad full of nine people in the Discord and where it's in the lobby, queued up, ready to roll, son. Like, I want that. I want. I want that and I want custom matches, bro. That's all I want, really. But yeah. I think there are ways away with that. I think it's going to be like season 14 where we even get a sniff 
of any custom mode availability or custom match availability for any of us. And that yeah. sucks. But aside from that, backtracking just to the mode itself, looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll be playing a whole hell of a lot of it because, yeah, yeah. Apex in a team-based setting? Yes. Yes. Like, yeah. dead ass, bro. Like, <laughs> I'm not trying to run into no nine costumes of control, bro. They're not going to allow that. They're not going to allow that shit. We're not, yeah. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But... I think controls is flat out is going to be a fun mode. And I really hope they make it some type of permanent fixture or constantly occurring LTM. Like, please make it as frequent as possible. Make it as frequent as possible. Game, we don't even need this to be like uh, ranked or anything. We don't need, it just could just no. be LTM that we have. Consistently. Just give me team. Have to be all that. Just give me that. And then after that, give me TDM. Literally. You just have to go from there to 6v6 TDM. And that's or all even, I want. Or even, even if you take this ltm and switch switch it with tdm like every so often just give us Facts. something that we can play unlimited unlimited devs because some people are just trying to get better at the game without having to restart this shit every time facts facts man but i think y'all have a goodie on your hands you know what i'm saying respawn y'all y'all have a good little ltm to go and i hope it becomes permanent but y'all will see it in time baby y'all will see it in time all right, man. Yeah, that's and that's all we got in the Apex news, and that's all I got on the notes for the show, man. Uh, that's 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 pretty much all I got, man. Any 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 extra notes of news we might have missed? Any little tidbits that we might not have grabbed? Uh, what what's on your mind? Um, no, that's really it. The only thing that I could say is, uh, I would really hope that respawn changes uh Maggie's finisher that we see in the trailer because there's been a lot of racially insensitive people. Who are saying oh, that they want shit. to use her whipping somebody and oh, uh, using gosh. it on? Yeah, it, there's been a lot of backlash and a lot of people are asking for it to be removed, and I think that it's pretty valid. Like, it's yeah, just nah, we might have to get we else. might have to get that out of there. We might have to get that you out know of there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to. I would have loved to play Maggie, but I'd be damned if like motherfuckers is really gonna be like, hey, hey, are you racist? Like, nah, I'm not racist, bro. She just has a cool kit, but like, like things Facts. like that. Like, it's not. It's it's just things that I think that we could easily. Just not just, have her with yeah. people. Facts. Would just that's not. Make, especially with a very diverse cast like Apex, you know. Facts. Like let's yeah, let's not let's not do that. Let's make sure we get ahead not of the curve February. on this. Facts of all like, months of all, all damn months. months to let this slide through the cracks. It's not the one that. It's, come on, respawn. Tighten up. Yeah. Tighten up, bro. I will. I, listen, y'all don't think I got Doctor Umar, bro? I got the gift, bro. He gonna he, mm-hmm. listen. I'm gonna call this nigga right now. Hello, Doctor Umar Johnson. He gonna call mm-hmm. right up. He'll be right there. Anyways. Uh, I had I had actually a couple of Alevi notes. Uh, you had anything else? No, no, no. Go for it. A word. So, uh, one. Um, so basically, there's like a sh- a short film based on Sifu that they dropped ahead of uh ahead of uh the whole development cycle ahead of the release. Go watch that mm-hmm. because that's pretty flame. I'm not gonna lie. This whole rollout for Sifu gonna be crazy. I forgot it comes out Sunday if you got the early release version, and I'm buying that, so I'm gonna be playing that on Sunday. Woo! Crack. It's time. I've been waiting on this. Uh, that that straight booger sugar. I've been waiting on it. Uh, two Infinity Ward like tweeted today, uh, this early that there was like a new generation of Call of Duty's coming soon. Stay frosty. So these niggas like, hey yo man, this shit ass. Let's get this MW two out here real quick, bro. It's February. We yeah. need to hurry up, bro. Let's go. They saddling up. They're going. <laughs> They're getting that yeah. shit back together. <laughs> It needs something. I mean, not really, though. What's the competition? Battlefield? Uh, yo, they ain't got no damn competition Battlefield. I'm just hilarious. They're like, again, Battlefield 24-2 is way down in the dumps. Vanguard's like, uh, 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 there. So they're yeah. like, yo, it's February. We don't, re- we don't usually, like, announce a Call of Duty till like, May, June. 
Man, let's do February, nigga. Let's 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 talk about it. They don't even, they don't yeah. say a word about nothing till summer. They're like, yeah, bro, we yeah. need to hurry up and get in there, bro. This this is getting serious. This is getting dire. But yeah, I, I, again, it seems like many of the assumptions are true. It's a uh, an MW two remake or an MW two adaptation or something like that. I'm not mad at that. I listen, as long as y'all bring back some of the classic maps, I'm straight. You know what I'm saying? Fix some of that gun play up. Cheaters would be nice. You know what I'm saying? Cheaters would be nice yeah. to remove. You know what I'm saying? Get rid of them joints. And uh, oh yeah, before I go, fix that fucking tab twitch. Put it at the top of the page all month. Do not play with me. Like, actually, why the hell is it Black History Month when y'all don't? You know, let's get that straight ahead. Y'all didn't even start to think about any of these logistics until like two weeks ago. I just want to yeah. get that for probably. And the fact that you have so many great creators in a random ass tab where half of the Twitch probably can't even see it because they're not scrolling down past two other freaking tabs. Put them at the top and put them at the front page. I don't want to see no, no, no non-melodated folks at the top of my page for this entire month. Honestly. Stop that. Cut that out. Fix that. Boom bow. That's how you fix that, bro. Don't, don't make me call you AMA. Don't make me do it. Like, mm-hmm. stop playing with me, bro. Fix that. Anyways, uh, any any parting notes as we get out of here, my my good man? No, just drink your water and uh, be ready for Apex. Facts. Listen, uh, send a prayer up for Battlefield 2042. They down in the dumps. Hey, keep an eye out for Ali Ali World, bro. I'm about to play that. That joint look fire. Yeah, yeah. Ali, Ali Ali World look fire. I'm, I'm trying to play that. It does. On it me. Does. And I'm pretty sure they have Danny Trejo in it, which is, like, amazing. Yeah, they do. Yeah, that's amazing. But, yeah, Ali Ali World, um, Sifu... A bunch of stuff coming out. Make sure y'all follow everybody, you know what I'm saying, involved with this joint. You know what I'm saying? Listen, you better follow Otaku Channel. Better follow Went Easy on all social platforms. Follow that man Trevor on all platforms. Follow No Cool Down Pod on Twitter. You know what it is with us, man. Content is coming left, right, center. Black History Month got a couple special projects coming out. Got a lot of events that's going to be happening between, you know, all of us that are involved in the stuff, man. Listen, tap in. Tap in. It's, it's really going to go up. Thank everybody, uh, you know what I'm saying? Thank all you guys, everybody for watching, for listening, for wherever you're at, whatever platform. Uh, thank you so much, you know what I'm saying? If you can rate this, you know what I'm saying? Any type of stars on Spotify, I don't know if it's rolled out yet to all you, but you know what I'm saying? Rate it five stars. Give it give it high rating. Share it with your friends. Let them know that we out here. And yeah, man, drink y'all waters. Do y'all thing out here. And we will see you in the next one. No cool down, go on.